Hello and welcome to this episode of Watch Out for Fireballs. Um, I want to take a moment at the beginning of this episode to talk about something kind of serious. For people who follow me on social media, uh, you may or may not know, um, I had to put Roars down uh, yesterday as of the time I'm editing this. Um, so it is uh, It's obviously, um, you know, it's a lot and uh, and everything. Um, if you want, I wrote kind of more of my thoughts about it um, You can, on my Twitter uh, feed and the GoFundMe page for when he got sick from before. Um, but I wanted to make a note in the episode, um, because I know that he, uh, is a part of, uh, people's enjoyment of this show. Um, people tweet me and they talk to me on Slack and say how they like hearing him come up. And, uh, and you know, people, I, I know that people are going to miss, uh, hearing him, um, the same way that I know that I'm going to miss, uh, missing him a lot. Um, and in kind of every, you know, it more than, than hearing him on the episode, you know? So, uh, I have a really long, uh, road ahead of me, um, getting over this and it, it got to me a lot. Uh, so I wanted to let everyone know, um, for two reasons. One is kind of selfish. Uh, the one reason that's not selfish is again, I know that people, uh, love him and, uh, you know, he's the closest thing the network has to kind of a mascot. Um, you know, so I wanted to let people know because in some, in some small way, like he's part of your guys' life as well. Um, and to let everyone know, uh, just because I, uh, it's going to be a lot of work, uh, to get over this and, um, I mean, never be over it, but you know what I mean? And I don't want, uh, you know, two months down the road for someone just to be like, Hey, I haven't heard roars in a while and just immediately send me into the depression zone, you know? So, um, not that I necessarily would, but I am being very cautious, uh, pardon that text message I got during this. Uh, I don't want to re-record it. Uh, cause it's, it's hard. Um, so I uh, just want to let you guys know. And also, um, and one final request is, uh, I appreciate people who, uh, who want to offer their sympathies or thinking about me. I really do appreciate that. That means a lot to me. Um, I don't want everyone to reach out with kind of a personalized, uh, condolence because, uh, you know, I've been through something similar to this last year, um, where I lost my mom and, uh, it can just get to be very exhausting. And it also, it doesn't help with, again, if you're trying to distract yourself or trying to, to not be in a constant state of, of mourning, um, you know, it is, it's hard to just like open up Twitter and just have somebody just bring it up. So I don't want to get into conversations about it that I don't, uh, instigate kind of on my own ground. So, uh, two things I want to let everyone know, and then, uh, and then immediately swear you to secrecy. It's, it's not secrecy, but just immediately just, uh, you know, I, I, one of the reasons why I want to let you guys know, and one of the things I'm confident about with this network is that, uh, I'm confident that, uh, that people who listen to us and people who are part of our community care, um, I don't, um, I don't need, uh, necessarily to hear it because I know it. And I know people who listen to us and people who support us, uh, you know, that I know that they, they know how much he meant to me and I know that they, uh, they give a shit. So, um, rather than risk, uh, you know, messing with my recovery, just know that I know and now you know, and we can all just kind of remember, um, you know, the good times. Like we, yeah, I'm lucky enough that he is like, not only did I take hundreds and hundreds of videos of him, you know, but also, uh, he's recorded. So there's a little bit of him kind of squawking in the background that'll be around forever. Um, so yeah. And if you, uh, the last thing, the, the three things I can ask you for is if you guys have a pet at home, um, give him a scratch for me. Thanks. What the hell? You're like an hour late. We have to get this episode out. Dude, you're not going to believe what happened to me, okay? 
Uh, okay. All right. What happened? Well, one second here. Kind of winded. All right. So there I was. Okay. I was on my way to, you know, to, to the store to pick up just some, some, you know, some condoms, some, some free weight, just the usual things. Then out of nowhere, I don't know where came the series. Let's just say like really grotesque inconveniences. Like, like, like what? All right. Well, so, so like to my left from, from out of the bushes was a beast. What had turlet brushes for hands. And each of these hands only have five fingers. And each of these fingers, they ended in those miniature dental picks, you know, but they were of the used variety. Wow. Well, what happened then? Well, after I dispatched of this Komodo dragon, his friend, a ten-foot-tall bathroom door handle, he sidled on up. It had a had a glinty, steely look in its eyes, you know, like a like a bathroom door handle, and I could see its surface crawling with E. coli and salmonella, each bug bigger than the last, getting up to the size of softballs. So I did, I did what I had to do. G- golly, you you mean he shot it? Damn right, son. I pulled out my Clorox Colt right from his bleach holster, and I said, it's time to do some spring cleaning. I sprayed that German varmint from here to Timbuktu and Kalamazoo, I say. Only by then, oh, it was too late. Why, mister? By then, the extra-large condom, free weight, and leather jacket store. You know, my usual stuff. Well, it got to closing, so I had to head into into the nasty part of town to get my provisions. It was then that I saw him. Ira Glass. The delicate thunder? And that's right. Now, you know that pot hombre ain't no friend of our posse, right? He had murder in his beady little peepers and he was rolling deep. Sir, sir, I read about this in one of my dime store rags. Ira Glass always rolled with his crew, the NP Arlington Irregulars. You know, Robert, Two-Fist, Crowwitch, Jad, Fun Fact, Aboomrod. And some say he even had the ghost of Diane Robert Ream with him. Hell, son, you listen to too many tall tales. Ira just had his sidekicks Elna Baker and Sona Banker with him, each armed with long guns, trained at my head. He said, on this episode of This American Death, we explore the inside of your goddamn skull. And he got to firing. I was dodging bullets left and right, firing clean and solution at the eyes of my enemies, hanging on for dear life. Get giddy up, Mr. Ross. And then what? <clears throat> Hold up. Cole, are you playing guitar? Uh, yeah, I figure it would just add a little bit of, uh, you know, amb- ambient. Dude, stop it. <sighs> okay. Um, like, don't, don't do that anymore. It's fucking creepy. <laughs>
My name is Gary Butterfield. My name is Cole Ross. And you're listening to Watch Out for Fireballs. It is a Games Club podcast. And this week we are talking about Call of Juarez Gunslinger, which is a first-person shooter developed by Techland and published by Ubisoft for the PC, PS3, and Xbox 360 in 2013. Techland. Techland. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so this and this is uh, you know we'll, we'll, we'll talk about this, but when we say published, like this is digital only, baby. This thing and it's also gone. <laughs> yeah, this is like we're talking. It's like we're talking about the dodo. Hmm. So so yeah, like we, we we announced this for the show, and then like the next day, this was all pulled down from at least Steam. I know that. Is it available on the UPlay or whatever? I don't think so. Oh, geez. Yeah, I think I think I think it might just be gone. Well, shit. Of in in dumb, memoriam, dumb right stuff. Yeah, in, in memoriam. Rest in peace, gunslinger. The angel. <laughs> angel. <laughs> yeah, this is um, you know, and it is a bummer because it's a good game. Mm-hmm. Um, dare I say, better than Call of War as Cartel. <laughs> Um, uh, yeah, well, we'll, 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 we'll get, we'll get into that. I, I, yeah. I, I, I like this game a lot. I want to dunk on we're, cartel. Yeah. We're going to talk about cartel for a long time. <laughs> no, I've, a, I've, I've barely played that game, but I, I know about it by its reputation. Yeah. It's a single bullet point. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, but still yeah. like, this is such a, like, you know, like it, like it was such a non series for a series that had four entries. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of a weird, like B movie franchise mm-hmm. you know like just kind of an also ran and this it's it's a real bummer that this got delisted and you know as far as we know that it doesn't bode well for the future because this does feel like a reinvention yeah uh that is is poised you know it's all dressed up and nowhere to go right um you know in this game um you play as a bounty hunter named silas greaves and uh you're recounting these stories of your adventures to an audience in a bar yes uh during it so it has this kind of meta level you are playing the story Yes, that he tells. specifically. So like, it's not like, oh, I remember when and you're back there in the events. No, like the gameplay here is a standard fast pace, you know, fast paced first person shooter. Um, But the thing that makes this memorable is the fact that you are playing the story. The hook here is that the, the you know, the, the narrator is describing literally what is happening to you. And it affects the play. Yes. You know, in a way that is uh, most similar to Bastion. Yes. Um, like the gameplay does not play like Bastion, but that narrative conceit I, is I, very similar to Bastion. I have described it as Bastion in reverse. So in mm. Bastion, your actions create the narration. Um, and in this, the narration kind of dictates the actions. Yeah. Yep. 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 Um, and this this pops up in a bunch of different cool ways. Mm-hmm. Um, because one of the things when you when you look at like what the developers were going for, if you if you watch interviews or anything, one of the things they talked about was they're trying to boil this down to the essentialness of, of that era, you know, of the Western. And the thing they settled on was stories, like these kind of larger than life characters. And everyone knows, you know, even though the old West is a comparatively short time mm-hmm. in, in American history, like it has these huge outsized figures, yeah. you know, and these, these kind of tall tales, you know, you have your, your Billy's the kids and your doc holidays and stuff, your doctor holiday <laughs> um, and, and all these things. And uh, those are stories, you know, and the truth is very confused with those. Like we've all seen young guns like 30 times. Right. <laughs> so, so we know, we know that that's not quite true. Right. You know, especially young guns too, where he shows up as like a 90 year old man to get an interview in modern times or, <laughs> or whatever. Um, so, so we know that's not all true. Uh, and this game plays in that space. Mm-hmm. Um, it is a real kind of typical, it's not just a, a reverse narration, but it's an unreliable narrator, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, which is 
really, really cool, and that hook is going to go really far. Yes, because it's, like, it's not just a narration. It is a conversation, and when something stretches credibility, it is pulled back and revised. Yes. Um, <laughs> it reminds me a lot of there is a uh, like a light storytelling role-playing game uh, that I think I've talked about on the show before called uh, Baron Munchausen. Does that ring a bell with you? I mean, no. Well, I mean, the, the character Baron Munchausen, but I don't right. know if, you, if you've heard me talk about the story. Um, and the way it's a dinner party game where uh, everybody has a couple coins in front of them and you take turns making up like tall tales. Mm -hmm. um, you know, you say like, oh, I was in the, the Prussian consulate and and I had seduced the, uh, you know, the ambassador from from uh, Prague. And you, you make up these these kind of outlandish tales and anyone can slide a coin forward and say, but everyone knows that Prague didn't become, you know, <laughs> didn't have external ambassadors until 1846 and challenge you and if you can roll with it and roll it into your story uh -huh. you can take their coin if you have to say no but you have to give them a coin <laughs> and it's just this like fun dinner party game nice. that you do when you throw over the course of the dinner it's really fun mm -hmm. um this reminds me of that like yeah. people are doing that to him like everybody <laughs> knows that the, the pinkertons weren't formed until you know 1880 and then you go did i say the pinkertons i meant this and then you would you would take their coin and silas is a master of taking the coin like oh, everything yeah rolls into the story um <laughs> and that kind of bluster and confidence like is necessary absolutely and when we say it it carries you a long way like this is a, a short game it has to be because mm -hmm. it has that one like overwhelmingly cool conceit to how it tells the story uh that never wears out its welcome right like at the end of the game i w it was i was happy you know i was so happy when those things those wrinkles came up as i was at the very beginning of the game yes um it, it's just really really efficient yeah, and also they don't linger on a particular chapter or beat for too terribly long, right? No, like, no, no. The pacing is really good, yeah, actually. Like, the, the, this is both a short game and a very fast-paced game that also manages to rely on these big, outsized ideas. Yes. Um, and the way this kind of articulates in the, the gameplay is, is very cool because it's literally changing on the screen. So you have this narration, and you'll say something like, oh, you know— I was surrounded because you're you're exaggerating because you want to make yourself sound cool. Mm -hmm. um, so you'll you'll be surrounded by tons and tons of soldiers with unending bullets, and you'll be like, suddenly I found a way out, and just the ground will move, <laughs> yeah. a, a, a rock will move out of the way that wasn't there before. Mm -hmm. um, it's really really uh, neat. Like yeah. I don't think this game has a lot to say about <laughs> kind of the nature of storytelling. I don't feel like this is a a, a really strong game in that sense. It's mm -hmm. just neat. Yeah, it's it it's doesn't a cool have a lot trick. to say. It's reveling in the power of storytelling though. Yes. Right. Yeah, it's just kind of displaying it and it, showing it from a different angle without mm -hmm. necessarily having new commentary right on it. You know, it and it's and there is some kind of like thematic stuff that that will show up near the end of the game that is is neat but boilerplate. Right. You know, like this isn't trying to reinvent the wheel. It's just a cool trick mm -hmm. that they they get every ounce out of. Yeah. You know, and it, it is a really efficient use of this trick. Definitely. And it, it is consistently impressive because it is such a, you know, cart before the horse kind of thing. Right. Yes. You expect the play to come first and the narration to be an afterthought. But that simple reversal just gets so much mileage. Yeah. It's, it really has to be kind of played to be to be appreciated i think yeah um which is sucks to you guys, to you guys because you can't now um which, which i mean maybe you know somebody will look at this possibly ch um, like, chances are you probably bought this on steam when it was on sale and it was a huge thing just go back go shopping in your backlog it might be there yeah you might already have it or somebody will figure it out yeah because yeah. like right now the, the the only noise that's been made is 
Ubisoft that like released this really annoying thing that just like, well, the rights rever- reverted and we didn't know what to do. It like it, it wasn't even that. It was just this <laughs> legalese kind of thing about that didn't say why right. it got delisted. Mm-hmm. Um, it's pretty obnoxious. A little bit. Um, the actual story on the surface without this kind of meta stuff on top of it is this real kind of greatest hits of the Old West. So every every big major figure you know that you've heard of in the old west makes an appearance, right? And turns out that Silas killed them all. Yeah, <laughs> Silas killed most of them, or you know, almost killed most of them. Right, right. Um, and most uh, big like wild west like set pieces mm-hmm. show up. There's a bank robbery, a train robbery, things like that. It kind of becomes this weird. It's like it's trying to be the the old west, like the western. Yeah, it is a real almost like Disneyland, um, you know, just kind of like minecart ride through a bunch of yes. different uh, like exhibits about this kind of stuff. Um, just imagine you know, to, to take take a take Forrest Gump, put a cowboy hat on him, put him in one of those rides. And that's a little bit like the narrative content of the game. Yes, yes, indeed. <laughs> yeah. Um, speaking, of, I mean, this is this is a digression, but um, we talked about before um, the Green Mile. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, w- I was in a bar when that was on. Okay. Was, I've never seen that movie. It's, I mean, I know that like you, you've been like, yeah, there's a major plot point where he's like out, out in the middle of the yard, stumbling around trying to piss. And it's like a major plot point. <laughs> yep. Like that really burying the lead on that. Cause there's a lot of like going back and forth about a mouse and like <laughs> the movie's ridiculous. There's a part where like they, there's that real super villainous guard uh-huh. and then they like catch him and like lock him in a room. Yeah. Like there's a lot of bullshit that happens in that movie for yeah. like, I mean, again, I only watched it at a bar with the sound only kind of on, but like. I picked up a lot of bullshit. Yeah, it's, it's, it's it, it, the, 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 the highs are higher than uh, the, than Shawshank Redemption, uh, but it is definitely not as consistent. As Shawshank yeah, it, Redemption. It, it is. It is hard for me to think of that as being a good movie based right. on, you know, again, the, the, the hour I saw in the middle of it with the sound kind of on. Yeah, I just like, kept looking up. I'm like, what the fuck is this, man? <laughs> like, huh? Yeah. Well, huh. you know, <laughs> I'm sure I'm sure it's a good story, like yeah. even if it's not, you know a good movie like that you know maybe the short story is good but mm-hmm. yeah um yeah, yeah. I, i'm not gonna leap to the green miles defense the the, the bosch execution scene is really good yeah 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 I, I, like, well, I definitely was there for for that yeah so with the with snide snidely w guardsley like <laughs> yes like yes, the yes. they think that i've moistened the sponge but i have not <laughs> take away his one joy make him pay like the, the, the miss miss havisham s guard you know break his heart <laughs> break <laughs> like, his heart it's so weird like yeah. where's that guy where'd that guy come from uh, yeah no uh, that, and definitely. also the actor they got to play that guy was not carrying the weight no you know like i can imagine that that's like a real Stephen king you know a sadistic bastard is a stephen king thing oh certainly but, but like but the, just like that guy did not have the presence again do like do, doing doing the uh the the unfair comparison between two between two movies like the the warden in 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 shawshank is definitely a much better a much better version of the complete bastard or or even the the, the main guard yeah you know the rooftop guard that's going to throw any defrain off the roof mm-hmm. for asking if he trusted his wife yeah um so uh, moving on <laughs> to other right. Stephen King films, the, uh, <laughs> the, uh, no, but move, moving on to this, like all of this stuff is pretty necessary, this narrative stuff, because if you strip that all away, the game would be like a fine arcade shooter. Yes. Like a lot of stuff that's here is pretty stock standard. Mm-hmm. Um, you have a really kind of simple array of old Westy type weapons, um, roughly in three categories, revolvers, uh, long guns and shotguns. And then you also have dynamite as your, your single uh, grenade. Yes. 
Yep, you can dual wield those weapons, um, specifically your pistols and also sawed-off shotguns uh, mm -hmm. for additional firepower, uh, but at the cost of reload time, right? Yes. Yeah. Um, and, and generally, you know, you just kind of pick the gun, you know, like it's almost like FPS guns can be kind of taken down to those, those three basic elements anyway. Oh yeah. Yeah. You know, so it ends up not be, you're not really wanting for additional guns. One of the things that happened though, is that there is a, a sense of, uh, you can unlock better versions of those. Mm -hmm. And I did not feel like the point, you know, the articulation between them was strong enough to make me care too much. Oh no. Like I, it read to me as mostly cosmetic. I know that there is, that there, there's definitely a difference. But, like, yeah. the order that you get them and the categories that you unlock them in your tech tree are a little bit weird. Like, you know, yeah. I never wanted to use a quick shooter, right? Like, that yeah, that, like, that, that was just kind of, you know, these, these Derringers are powerful weak, you know? Yeah, finding, finding one of those, uh, like, finding a quick shooter versus, like, the Ranger versus. And I was just like, you know, I understand this has plus 20% range and minus 21% mm -hmm. reload speed. But, like, this isn't that game. Yeah. You know, the game is much more arcadey and fast and not yeah. kind of gun fetishistic. Yeah, and it's more about it's more about like what's in your hands as opposed to like the tools at your disposal, right? Yes. Like, you know, the like one of those things, you know, uh, uh, like the ivory handled, you know, revolver is not going to be the difference between you maintaining a combo or not, right? Right. Right, right, right. Yeah. Yeah. Um looking at the other things, you uh, as you fight you build up uh concentration. Um, which is kind of your bullet time, right? You can enter concentration mode that uh, slows everything down. You can start dodging bullets if you want to. Uh, the thing that was most useful about this for me was that it would highlight the enemies. Uh, like it would, yes. it would desaturate the world around you and cause the enemies to glow red. And we will talk about that a little bit when you talk about graphical style, yeah. but that's something that, that got in my way a little bit. Like this game is very pretty, but I had a very hard time picking yeah. out enemies. Uh, the fact um, that the highlight color is red made me play this thinking like, oh my God, Gary's going to have a nightmare with this. No, no, it's just desaturating the rest of everything made it work. Yeah. Okay. But in the actual game world, you know, they'd be like, you could tell he worked for him because he had a red bandana. Mm. And I'm like, well, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, go to hell. Um, the, uh, this concentration thing is a series legacy. So yeah. this is one of the, this is what the, the Call of Juarez games are kind of known for mm -hmm. is this bullet time, which like. Okay, guys. Yeah, <laughs> you know like that, that 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 happens to be the gimmick of uh, several other shooters and games. But yeah. you know, good on you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. nice try, Techland. Yeah, um, so, I've, so it's I've, back here. I haven't played the other call of the the other Call of Juarez's, but I like how you can spec for concentration in this. Yeah, yeah, and spec for for concentration and uh, and combos, which we'll talk about. Yeah, a little bit. Um, one of the other things you get is this thing called Sense of Death. Uh, recharges about once every couple minutes. Mm -hmm. Um, and this lets you dodge a bullet that would have killed you. Yeah. Um, it's kind of cool. It's essentially a quick time event, but without, um, you know, on-screen signifiers as to what to press. Right, You right. just see the bullet coming in, and you have to kind of intuit the angle yeah. that you need to dodge it. Um, and it's it just kind of, you know, it's just kind of neat. It's like it's a, not, it's almost like a table, like, like, like a tabletop feat, like you would get, like it would be called like, you know, like last chance or something like that. And then like, if you, if you have like, you know, if you're less than five HP, you get advantage on a dodge roll once or something. Yeah. 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 And you can still fuck this up. Oh, like, yeah. Like, I, I definitely, like, just dodged right into the bullet a couple of times. It was like, oh, shit, you know. <laughs> um, but it just gives you, you know, a little bit of – and when you do this, um, the bullet would have killed you. It also recharges your health. Yeah. Uh, and when you come out of it. So you're not, like, immediately put right into the exact same situation. Yeah. Um, I, I don't have so, a note about the health system in this, but it it is of the school that is, like, you can take as many shots as you need to as long as you can find a place to hide for your wounds to magically seal up. <laughs> it's it's a, yeah it's the Call of Duty 
system, and the game suffers from it, as we'll we'll talk about in a couple of the. Uh, I don't think the boss encounters in this game are great shakes, mm-hmm. and one of the main reasons is that they uh, several of them, uh, two of them in a row, notably are built around subverting that. Yeah. So Silas, for as much of a, a feigned bounty hunter he is, certainly loves to jump into circular chambers where he can get surrounded by bullets from <laughs> all sides. Yep. This happens a bunch of times, and it's always dumb. Yeah. Like, the game breaks when you don't have access to some kind of cover because that's the health system they chose to go with. Right. And the game leans into that several times. Like, I like this game a lot. It's got a couple of real dumb decisions, and that's one of them, I think. It it definitely, it's a little bit like fear where it ends up working best as a shooting gallery. Yes, yeah. You want to be on one side of the screen with all your enemies on the other side. When you're surrounded, it becomes confusing and disorienting, not in a good way, Mm -hmm. uh, which way bullets are coming from, and you're actually, like, very fragile. Yeah. Um, You know, that usually goes hand-in-hand with the the Call of Duty-style health Mm -hmm. thing, you know, uh, uh, mechanics. Like, you can't take very many bullets. Right. Um, So, you know, you get your one life, you get your your second chance uh, that comes through where you can dodge your sense of death. Yeah. Um, but it is very easy to watch your, you know, have your HP just melt away. Yeah. In these, we, these things when you're, you're a fish in a barrel. When we talk uh, about like the, 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 those situations, like this is totally too little, too late, or just not enough, or they didn't design to the strength. They actually have something I really enjoy on the interface side, which is they don't just show you which direction you're taking damage from, but they also show you visually which direction you hear a shot from. Like yeah. they're like, they're the, you know, it, like a part of the circular indicator, you know, in, in addition to the cool little like paper tears that, that pop up on the screen when you're hit um, is like, you know, that circular indicator will have like a yellow layer that says, all right, there's there there's gunfire happening from over here. Yeah, it just happens too quick. Like the, the you know, the bullets are coming from all angles. Oh, yeah. yeah. You know, so in those in those fish in a barrel sections mm-hmm. that that system falls down as well. It's just yeah. another thing that doesn't work with that setup because. Yeah. It's, you know, both sides of the screen will be that will have yeah. that pretty much the whole time. It's it's so more it, it's more useful when you're like you're fighting your way down the main drag and like somebody pops off from an alley and it yes. says like, oh, there's somebody over here. Those fish in the barrel things. There's nothing. There's nothing that will, that will make those better. Right. It's yeah, it's very useful with that. And you can unlock a uh, we'll talk about the tech tree. You, you can unlock <laughs> a skill where it, when you're in bullet time mode, it will show you little arrows that show where enemies are directly mm-hmm. when they're off screen. Um, which is useful, but that's also dependent on having uh, concentration. Yeah. So uh, one of the ways the concentration system works is you can also tap concentration as well, even when you don't have any. Mm-hmm. And it will briefly uh, bring up the, the highlight effects. Yeah. It won't slow down time, but you, it'll show you things. And I ended up using that a lot. Yeah. Uh, just because, uh, you know, but it, it was, again, in those in those certain segments where you're just surrounded by a bunch of different guys, it didn't help that much because – it was just noise on all sides. Yeah. Uh, the, the other system that kind of works with these is this thing called a reflex kill, which allows you to, uh, it kind of prompts you with a QTE and uh, you can kill a large number of enemies. This is usually when you're ambushed. Yeah. Um, it'll give you a series of button prompts where you do a series of headshots on things that, on, you know, units who have ambushed you. Um, and if you fail, you just have to fight normally. Yeah. Um, like, so QTE, no great shakes, right? Um, yeah. the interesting, interesting thing about this is the way that it handles failure. So if you fuck up any one of the prompts, what it does is it dumps you out of the QTE right into the combat when you're outnumbered, right? So you yes. can still recover it. You're just fighting it like normal. It's better than just like a fail state. Yes. You know, so the, the actual QTE itself is not that interesting. It's kind of satisfying. Like you're just mm-hmm. doing a bunch of, of headshots and you can oh, yeah. eventually, uh, get a, a skill that allows you to kind of do this whenever you want. Mm-hmm. 
uh, just about without the QTE, but do that the same kind of like do a series of headshots at the cost of concentration bar. Yeah, yeah. Um, through that, and it, um, it's kind of neat, but the, the, you know, semi interesting. Yeah. Like the 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 advancements in this, as far as just a general shooter, like semi interesting is about where they get. Mm-hmm. Um, but better than than not. Yeah. You know, better than better than nothing. This next thing is um, the thing that really works the best for me, which is the game scoring system. Um, mm-hmm. you know, the idea that. Every kill you get gives you a certain amount of points. You get more points for kind of fancier kills that you do. You know, either like shooting multiple people with a with a rifle round or shooting somebody while they're running away. That should be negative points, but I'm not going to, you know. <laughs> or like when they're moving. It's like a moving target. Yeah, yeah. Is the, is the idea. Like it yeah. is, uh, you know, it's not, it's not honor points. <laughs> they, I, su- um, I suppose. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, like you, 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 you amass these points, something, you know, that's that, that kind of arcadiness, especially leaning into it with the display is something that I'm kind of, you know, all kinds of about. See also yeah. something like bullet storm, see something like 50 cent blood on the sand. Sure. <laughs> yeah, sure. Yeah. The reason, um, I think this works is that, uh, the game refers to them as points and you refer to them as points, but they're not, it's XP. Mm-hmm. So if it were just points, who gives a fuck? Like <laughs> right. I don't, I don't care about score in games, and and you can't make me. Uh, you know, games have been trying for uh, life. Although this, just... this this does have a leaderboard, and the leaderboard leads with your friends. So yes. I like that. That is that is the one place where this would work for me. Yeah, I, I have no interest in competing with my friends or, or strangers or any. You know, I have, I have no interest in that. But they're XP, and those XP uh, that ties into unlocks mm-hmm. um, that are you know non cosmetic. They're you know useful so that's yeah. you get skills new weapons things like that um so you're incentivized multiple ways to keep this combo going um to, to kind of get these better scores uh combos if you kill multiple enemies in a time you know in a <laughs> row you get a multiplier yeah uh, um, with your things the, 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 uh, this took me a little while to figure out i was like oh like these like the for for the era of game that this is there's a little there's, there's a lot of clutter like you look around there's like pumpkins and bottles and and chickens and stuff and it wasn't until i like i saw a tooltip that said hey you can keep your combo going if there's nobody to shoot just 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 plug one of them pumpkins plug a pumpkin yeah. and that keeps it going like it resets the timer <laughs> yeah yeah and you can you can also kind of make a build that uh works for combos as mm-hmm. well like there are a bunch of skills that that uh feed into your combo meter so if you want to lean into that you definitely can mm-hmm. um, which i did kind of early on and then eventually did less of right, um, right. As, as i went on mostly just because i had this you know i just stopped finding skills that i wanted right on the tree like there are the the, the upgrades are meaningful it doesn't have that like you know plus one percent shotgun damage bullshit but mm-hmm. like you know the upgrades are actually meaningful it's just there's a limited number of them yeah yeah like like especially toward the upper end of uh of a tech tree like weirdly enough or the upper end of a branch it was kind of strange like oh those skills are like less attractive to me it was like far far better to like pick and choose right as opposed to like max one out right and there were things i just knew i was just never going to do yeah you know like there's several skills that are related to like shooting dynamite Mm -hmm. and just like well i throw it and it works okay yeah you know i just i just that doesn't yeah i'm just never going to do that so the uh, the three different uh kind of and we, we call it a tech tree. It's presented as a, a series of figure eights. Mm-hmm. Um, the three different figure eights are gunslinger, which is uh, pistols and mostly go into your, your combo meter uh, ranger, which was the one I put the most points into, which is uh, long guns and accuracy. And then trapper, which is shotguns, uh, close quarters and dynamite. Yeah. That kind of things. And you can dabble. You don't have to specialize. Um, by the end of the game, I got enough experience to get to the end of two of those mm-hmm. um, and get a lot of, individual kind of picked and choose skills from the rest yeah um so you will get plenty of experience Mm -hmm. and i'm not great at the combo 
stuff in this. Like I, I liked it. I engaged with it, but I'm not super good at it. Yeah. And you, I still got plenty of experience. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I, I ended up being about the same thing. I didn't max out any of the, any, any of the trees. I mostly just rolled whatever would make my character most like roll into Shane from the dark tower yeah. books. So there you go. <laughs> yeah. So I, I was, I was real into the, the actual long guns in this game. This, mm -hmm. Once I f figured that out, it was actually like a really good, uh, kind of sniping game. Mm -hmm. It doesn't do the thing where it has uh, – and the reason why I'm bringing that up is we just recorded the uh, the appendix episode for uh, for April. But it doesn't have that thing where enemies are just kind of out and about and you mm -hmm. get to roll up on them and plan your approach. But when you enter into one of these like kind of combat zones, they'll be kind of – they'll be pretty big. Mm -hmm. So you can clear out your immediate area and still snipe people who are far away yeah. kind of in the second half. Yeah. Um, makes sense. In the end, like the way they position enemies is really interesting and varied as well. Like there's an awful lot of like just enemies above you, enemies like right in front of you, enemies coming up from the side like that. That rifle with the iron sights ends up ends up being really versatile. Yes. Yeah. I, I use it quite a bit. Yeah. Um, and this is also how you unlock new weapons. Uh, so you get things like ivory handles, uh, gold inlaid weapons. And these do have you know, more than just cosmetic effects, but the, they, they always seem pretty minor. Yeah. And they'll, they'll tend to just kind of replace weapons in the world. Mm -hmm. So uh, one of the things is every level you uh, you start out with a weapon, but you'll find more weapons as you go through and you reset every time. There's no continuity mm -hmm. between weapons, weapons uh, between levels, weapons, weapons. <laughs> between we we weapon levels. Uh, but when you uh, unlock them, they'll just start appearing. So if mm -hmm. you have the ivory handled revolver, um, that will just start showing up in place of regular revolvers in yeah. the world once you've unlocked it. Mm-hmm. So you're never without your special yeah. legendary weapon. Yes, because you found it in a, in a crate next to a pumpkin. So, <laughs> you know, I found, I found it inside of a pumpkin. That's where they come from. Yeah, that's yeah. where weapons come from. Yeah. You ever uh, wonder why jack-o'-lanterns are hollow? Gunslingers. <laughs> yep. So it is their creed. I do not carve with my hand. I carve with my mind. Um, <laughs> so they're, uh, they're, they're one of the other major centerpieces of this game is also a legacy of the series. This was here since the first Call of War, as which we have all played and remember. Uh, but this dual system, which is how a good number of the uh, of the boss fights are handled in this. Yes, the better ones. Yes. So like, you know, when, when the boss fight is this, I was always happy to see it. Like, I actually like this quite a bit. This is so good. Uh, yeah, I think this is really cool. Yeah. The uh, the other ones are those those fish in a barrel things. Yeah. Um, so the way this works is this kind of like patting your your head and rubbing your belly at the same time mm -hmm. kind of system where you are really kind of interestingly, um, you need to stare down your opponent, which increases like a focus gauge, mm -hmm. um, keeping your eyes on your opponent. You also need to keep your uh, your hand close to your gun um, with the with the mouse. So, or with the, uh, the, the arrow keys rather, right, right. um, you know, we use the, use the mouse to keep your, your focus on your, your opponent, use your arrow keys to keep your hand close to your gun, your hand will drift, mm -hmm. uh, as you go. And all the while, um, the, the, your opponent is kind of ranging back and forth and doing the same thing. They're sizing you up now. Yeah. You know, you're, you're, you're sizing each other up and these, uh, these have two different factors. One of which is uh, focus is going to be your accuracy when you finally shoot. Mm -hmm. And then the speed in which you pull your gun is dependent on how close your hand is. Right. To it, so you're kind of watching two different parts like of of the screen at once. It's mm -hmm. really kind of hard to describe. Yeah, like you're just trying um, to like nudge them and keep like, like keep both of your keep both of your hands like both of these kind of cursors in the hot zone so that yes. the percentages are kind of like climbing up as opposed to dwindling down. So it's using only, two like, different interfaces, like right. using using the mouse and the arrow keys, and it yeah. it feels you know like you're dividing your attention mm -hmm. in a way that mirrors what that would be like. Right. 
it's I uh, imagine. Or uh, the way it was in all the duels I've been in. <laughs> right. Yes. So, yeah. Yeah. The, the coward Ira Glass. <laughs> who I, who I shot in the back <laughs> in New York City. The assassination so, of Gary Butterfield by the coward Ira Glass. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, your time is done. <laughs> Act four. Yeah. Me bleeding out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like it's it's tense. Like it's it's great. You know. Like and there have been a couple of different. Like I prefer the way this handles it to the way that Red Dead Redemption handles it. Honestly. Um, yeah. I feel like at some point we'll do it for the show, but I never played it. Mm-hmm. That's good. Yeah. It's fun. Yeah. Or, just, uh, or or gun. You remember gun? I remember gun. Gun's fun. I remember. I remember enjoying gun as well. <laughs> I gotta. Get, I gotta get gun on my PSP because it's like I want gun on the go. <laughs> gun on the go with your Spider-Man Two UMD. Get fuck yeah. <laughs> Need it. <laughs> Keep a couple of joints in my gun case. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Um, but yeah, th- this is. Uh, uh, I like the way this handles quite a bit without having anything to compare it to, other yeah. than. The, the previous, uh, whichever, I think Call of War has two, or Brothers in Blood or something like that. I can't mm-hmm. remember which one I played. It wasn't Cartel. Yeah. Uh, or I played a little bit of Cartel, but one <laughs> of the other ones I played. Yeah. So um, this is a cool way to do it. Yeah, this is a cool way to do it because it is not strictly a reflex test. That is yes. there. Like, you know, you do have the moment where, you know, you hear you hear the heartbeat, which means, hey, the draw is about to happen. The draw is about to happen. When when you hear that, you can draw, but whoever draws, draws first, if you draw first and win, it's a dishonorable kill. What you need to do, let them draw first and then outgun them. You know, you, yes. you draw and aim and shoot faster. Uh, you eventually get the ability to dodge back and forth, you know, to dodge yes. like an initial an initial attack. Yeah. 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 And, and, and usually like I, I could do these pretty consistently. Yeah. Um, there's no, I don't think there's any serious penalty for being dishonorable in this. It's all part of, it wraps up into the ending Yeah. and kind of the, the surface level theming of this, mm-hmm. um, which we'll get to, but the, these were fun. I was always really happy to see these. Yeah. Um, so, uh, there's a couple different game modes that are available. We we're mostly going to talk about the story mode. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's some, some cool things that you can do. Um, there's an arcade mode. Uh, here, which I didn't spend very much time with. I just dipped in just a little bit. Yeah. It, I mean, it's just like a level that throws a bunch of enemies at you, and then you, you know, are, are trying to basically play for score. Yeah. Uh, mercenaries mode. Yeah. B- b- big props to Coolbur, because you, because you, my friend, had the highest score on my leaderboard. Oh, good, good job, Coolbur. <laughs> Coolbur. Um, there's also a duel mode, which is a boss rush of the duels of the game. Mm-hmm. Uh, Over to my veins. Know, yeah, it's really, really fun. Like, by the time of the end of the game, I was pretty much like I had my, my fill. Mm-hmm. But it's cool to be able to revisit these individual constituent parts. Mm-hmm. You know, because that's what the those two parts feel like to me. Like, you know, the, the, here's the here's the, the uh, boiled down essence of the arcade part of this. Here's the boiled down essence of the dual part. Yeah. And you can revisit those on their own. Mm-hmm. Because we're huge dorks, <laughs> um, I guarantee that we both, like, spent a lot of time with this next bullet point. Oh, yeah. The nuggets uh, of we, truth. Yes, <laughs> which are uh, collectibles you can find in the world. Uh, usually they're little horseshoes um, that give you just like a little like semi-Wikipedia entry on a real life thing from the Old West. Yeah, either a real person or a concept, uh, you know, yeah. talking about like Old West shows and, you know, basically the, the process of modernizing the West. This is fucking great. Yeah, I, I went the first time I found one of those and like I'm the I'm the same way, but I was like, man, Cole's gonna love these. Like, <laughs> yeah. I, it's like I knew that knew that you would be into them as well. Yeah. Um, I don't like the the one thing I have to say about these though is I don't like how they fit into the gameplay loop very much. No. Like they they are about slow and steady exploration and pushing the corners of this game that 
like is not about that. Like it is mm-hmm. an arcade paced game. Yeah. You know, so there was um there's a very specific one. We'll get to it where it was up on like kind of a, a ledge. Uh, so I knew it was there. I bought one of the first skills I bought was the one that like vibrates your controller when you're close to one of these. Cause I was mm-hmm. like, okay, I don't want to miss these. Um, and you get experience for getting them, which yeah. is a wise decision. Um, and I, uh, I was looking for it. I'm like, I had to backtrack quite a bit through this enemyless area and do kind of like platforming to get to this. Like yeah, no. that feels very contrary with the flow of this game. Yeah. So there's a little bit of like, these are kind of at odds, you know, that you don't, you're not rewarded for exploration generally in this game other than than these things and the game doesn't have interest in exploration like it feels mm-hmm. like that's a little bit of wasted effort yeah really uh, it, it feels obligatory in a weird way yes like, oh yeah we gotta have we, we gotta have collectibles thrown in here it's like the collectibles in alan wake yeah yeah, yeah. and yeah. and just there, there's not really like a reason for it i wish that there was uh as much as i enjoyed fighting them and i i love the the information in them i wish that they were you know, maybe if they had just been on the beaten path, that would have been a smarter way to do it. Yeah, yeah. But at the very least, always in an area where you're supposed to be. Mm-hmm. But there, there'd be weird things where, like, I would finish. Uh, I would know a nugget of truth was in a room. I'd finish the duel. The game would pack up. Like the game would end. You know, the level would end. Yeah. I knew there was a nugget of truth there. I didn't get. Like it feels like it was appended very late. Yeah. To the game almost. Mm-hmm. Yeah. For for me, I was able to say like, ah, oh, if I get them, that's cool. Like I'm all about it. I'm not gonna go out of my way to like get every last one of them. Oh, I, I didn't. I didn't. I don't completionize completionize anything. It just meant yeah. when I knew one was there, though, I tried to get it. Oh yeah. Oh. You know, like, and because I had that vibration, I had that spidey sense <laughs> about it. So I tried to go get it, and it's just like, man, like when I'd find it, I'd be like, why would you put this here? <laughs> you know, th- th- this is so contrary to the the fast fun pace of this game. Like the narration <laughs> stops when you go off the path. Yeah. Um, there's kind of in a clever, like an actual clever bit, they reuse a lot of little set pieces. So every time you go back to a little stable area, it's more or less the same stable area uh-huh. because of course it is. It's, it's a backdrop right. for the story, you know, it, and, uh, but it just meant like exploring just kind of felt bad, yeah. you know, like well, it was the same kind of content copy and pasted. Yeah. Well, they also, they also discourage you. Like if you go, if you, you know, try and push at the edges, you'll get a little warning that says like, Hey, you're walking away from the story. Yeah. Yeah. So even, you know, you, you can't really, so it's just weird to have this uh, explicitly exploratory element mm-hmm. to the game that I, I feel like just doesn't work well with the rest of the things, despite liking, you know, the XP reward and liking the actual content of them. Oh yeah. Give me Wild West Wikipedia. <laughs> yeah. Yep, yep. Yeah. Um, so we should talk about the look of this game. Yes. Um, this has this very like exaggerated stylistic kind of look. Almost um, like a, like a, like a light cell shading. Like Borderlands-esque. Yeah. But not yeah. quite Borderlands. Yeah. Um, and this is, it looks really good. It made enemies not stand out very well for me, mm-hmm. um, in general. And that took me a long time to get okay with actually. Yeah. Like, uh, when I was in a corridor, like it always, it was fine. When those times where I was just kind of out in town, it made the beginning of this game very difficult, uh, because I just didn't know where bullets were coming from. I knew mm-hmm. in a vague sense because of the UI feedback, like, oh, it's coming from the right. Yeah. yeah. So I would turn to the right and there's just be you know, a whole screen just full of visual noise. Mm-hmm. You know, everything is kind of ultra saturated. Um, and that took me a long time to get used to. And I don't know how much it has to do with my eyes or if it is just a, a function of the, the graphical style. It, I ran into this problem a little bit um, in the wilderness, actually. Mm-hmm. So, you know, like the, the, this, this game actually does a good job of making it so you're not just like out in the desert and, you know, in, in the Italian desert that everybody thinks of when they think of the Wild West. Like you're in the mountains of Arkansas and stuff. But the problem is the enemy, the enemies mixed in with foliage end up blending in just way too well. So like that ability to press the Q button and like briefly desaturate everything and get like a, get like a bead 
you know, I, I kind of felt like I needed like a, like a silent scope indicator that was like, Oh, it's like, here's a circle that is closing in around where an enemy ought to be. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or, yeah. or, I mean, you could have done this all through, uh, just color design as well. Yeah. The yeah. enemies could have just been, cause you're already going through this outsized kind of storyteller kind of thing. Like they don't need mm -hmm. to actually look realistic. Like just have them be in a different color scheme, mm -hmm. you know, warm versus cool colors. Do something that's very obvious like that. Um, this was, like I said, this was actually kind of a bummer and, and, and made the beginning of the game more difficult than I felt like it should be, mm -hmm. uh, for it. And, and eventually I got used to it and you got into different levels where it just didn't pop up as much. Yeah. You know, um, yeah, uh, they're in between, uh, kind of levels or when they introduce a new gun or enemy, um, you get these kind of motion comic interstitials that remind me of a Quentin Tarantino. Thing. Oh, it's so good. <laughs> yeah. Like these, these are, these are really cool. Like it is just very, you know, they're, they're real pithy. Um, <laughs> they are made to be, you know, it is very like MTV. Yeah. Like it's very Quentin Tarantino. Yeah. But and, it worked for me because this is a story. Yeah. Yeah. And right? like, like this is somebody trying to sound cool. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it pops up like, you know, trying to build up the, the you know, the, the, the nature of the threat that you're facing. So it's like, oh, he killed, some say he killed a man for snoring and 40 more for breathing. Like, fuck yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's, it's real. Yeah. It, <laughs> and then the first time, very early on in the second level, you get one for a gun. Yep. And I was just like, okay, <laughs> you get one for like Bob Ollinger's shotgun. Yeah. You get to get a, a sizzle reel for the shotgun. And I was just like, okay. <laughs> yeah. And then a little later, you get one for old cranky. Yep, yeah. <laughs> the Gatling I, gun. I, I'm down for this. Yeah. This, this is pretty, pretty fun. Um, as we mentioned uh, early on, like this game didn't come out in physical copies. You can't buy a disc version of it. It mm -hmm. was down only uh, because this kind of feels a little bit like a, a Hail Mary for the series. Yeah. Uh, like, let's do a digital only version of this that was is decidedly cheaper yeah. than, than the last ones they've done. Like, this is not does not feel like a huge AAA game. No, absolutely not. It has a little bit of like an indie kind of feel to it, you know, yeah. not just with the high concept, but also with, you know, like things like asset reuse, the fact that there's no real like cinematic to this, like. Like yes. the between scene stuff is all done in like a motion comic kind of style, which yeah. doesn't diminish it at all because everything is being kind of like anchored and carried by the vocal performance anyway. Right. Well, and it just, it's a story. It's uh -huh. a story being told to me. Yeah. Being told to the character. So you can get away with a lot. Like it yeah. is a very clever conceit that does a lot of work. <laughs> it even, it even gets down. Like they, they, it feels like they have like two voice actors in this and the, like, you know, they get around that by having the, the character for Silas instead of, you know, in the story when somebody that you're, you know, facing down talks, it's not like another actor piping up and saying, I'm going to get you. It's literally Silas doing their voice. Yeah. <laughs> which works, which works, yeah, right? Like great. that's what would happen at the table. Like, again, they just, they just get a lot of work out of it. Yeah. It, like, it, it feels creatively economical. So when we say that this feels, that this feels cheap, that is not a knock against it. No, it, feel, it feels like, um, crafted, like yeah. handcrafted, right. home crafted. It's like a garage band, <laughs> you know, a little bit. Um, and uh, like, I love a, a B tier game. Mm -hmm. You know, I love, I love something that's not explicitly indie, but is just kind of a modest, you know, big game. Well, like what, what would have been like a budget title from a big, yes. from a, from a big, you know, publisher, which is kind of what this was. Yeah. Yeah. Um, as we mentioned, this is the, the last, uh, Call of Juarez games. Uh, the first two took place in the old West. Um, and we're just kind of, uh, you know, in the, the typical, you know, there weren't any old West games. Um, they're both kind of interesting. Uh, Noah Gervais, uh, does a, has a video on the entire series. Mm -hmm. Um, and that's how I know most of the first two. Right. Which, which I barely, barely touched. And they sound interesting. Yeah. The second one, which is a prequel to the first, ends up ends up being, uh, I like it, like uh, kind of a, a secret success I've heard. 
Mm, yeah, yeah I, I, I buy it. Yeah. Um, Cartel is a third one, which is widely reviled. Um, and that one took place in the modern day dealing with uh, drug, like, you know, dealing with the, the, the evil drug brothers from Breaking Bad. Pretty much. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, and apparently that one is bad because you uh, you play a bunch of corrupt, shitty cops. Yeah. And boy, like it. Talk about a concept that's going to even be worse now than when it came out. <laughs> and it like, was... I, I definitely want to play a bunch of cops that summarily execute innocent people. Yeah, yeah. Specifically, so totally you, you know, in a in a bloody conflict that is still going on, um, you know, and, yeah. and, 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 in our in our very country. Like, it's it's no good at all. Yeah. Um, no, that, that was not a concept that would age very well. Yeah, yeah. Um, and also, like, and just reading like, the, the Wikipedia about this, like, for people who don't want to go look at that or don't want to look into this, like <laughs> in order to make you care about human trafficking, which normally is, you know, people from Mexico, women from Mexico being brought over to America. They said, well, no, what if the, what if the people from Mexico came over and stole American women and took them back? And that's what you rescued. I, yeah, I hate that. Yeah. Like, it's, that's so that's so bonkers. Yeah. Like as a, as an idea, mm-hmm. you know, cause it, it's, it's, you know, Okay. Okay. Like, yes, yes, that can happen. Every once in a while, a taken happens, Mm -hmm. right? Like every couple generations, you're going to get a taken. (laughs) Um, But, but like, it is just a a silly way to kind of, it's so transparent. (laughs) Yeah. Like as a way to kind of tug at, at heartstrings of an audience without actually being educational or learning anything that, that could be, you know, about the real, the real tragedy. Yeah. So like, let's, let's portray the super, the super sensitive thing and as insensitive of a way as possible while also vastly misconstruing or, you know, misportraying what's going on. Yeah. 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 Uh, Sucks. Sucks. That was a bad decision. (laughs) Yeah. And and, then we just won't play it. Nope. So it's a, where it works for me, you know, Mm -hmm. but it, it is a bummer that this wasn't enough to kind of bring it I don't know how well this game did, but I haven't heard of any new Call of Juarez's and they just got all pulled and the rights seem to be in limbo, yeah. et cetera, et cetera. So maybe we'll be wrong. I would love to see more things along this this line because mm-hmm. like I, you know, I don't want one all the time, but every once in a while I enjoy a Western. Yeah. You know, and uh, and there aren't very many games for it. Right. You know, like it is not a genre that's well represented in games, I think. Yeah. Like there like uh-huh. there was this brief little period where like, you know, in the mid 2000s where it was a bit of a fad. Right. Yes. And that that is that is mostly died down. Yeah. And it's worth talking about, too. Like, we're aware that the, you know, the Western in that area, that time, you know, the westward expansion in general, like that, that's not a great time. No, in our history no. I, as far as I don't know, rights. I don't feel great about loving Westerns as much as I do, but it's on brand for me to like old man media. So, you yeah. know, old man media <laughs> living up on the corner. <laughs> Hello. Hi. Yeah. Here's a beta mix. <laughs> um, yeah. The the uh, yeah, it, it's not a, uh, it's bad, mm. but everything is bad. Yeah. You know, it's, it's all problematic and shitty. Um, so it's something that like every once in a while I can get into it while recognizing there's a bunch of problems. And this game does not, uh, does not get a perfect score in that respect either. No, like there's no. some stuff with with Native Americans in this that I think is pretty shitty. Yeah. It, um, it, it, specifically, the magical old chief who teaches you the theme. Uh, which I think is it was, it was like, come on, <laughs> like, with that, when that happened, I was just like, okay, yeah, you know, okay, and, and it's one of those things. It does such a like the, the the game is so laborious to a certain point about representing the genre, 
you know, with, with, with all of its wrinkles and it revels in the, you know, the stylistic cool and stuff like that. That stuff like doesn't seem to be intentional shittiness. It just seems to be, well, we have to do this too. Well, that's exactly like it, it, we're, we're trying to make Western the game. Right. Like, it is a game that is both a Western and is about Westerns. Mm-hmm. So you have to have that in there. It's just a regrettable reminder of like what is shitty about that genre. Right. You know, and then there's also a couple of things where they don't have to do that, right? Like mm-hmm. there are a couple of times where, uh, uh, you know, Apaches show up as enemies for no good reason. Mm-hmm. You know, there's an Apache level and then there's also we need to spice up our enemy variety. So they show up a little bit later. Yeah. You know, in that field, that's a little bit, a little bit much. Um, but yeah, let's uh, let's get into it here. So as we start off in Arkansas in 1910, uh, Silas Greaves is nearly run down by a car, you know, showing his kind of man out of timeness. No. Uh, he, he walks into a bar and he's recognized by this young patron and uh, the bartender there recognize yes. who he is. Yeah. So this young little scamp, his name's Dwight, uh, and he <laughs> knows Silas uh, from all of his uh, kind of pulp novels, like all of his penny dreadfuls, right? Yes. Um, and so, like, he's just really eager to hear stories about the bounty hunting that he's done, right? Yep. Yeah. Um, and then there's also so we're kind of introduced to our, our supporting cast here. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, we, we got Dwight. We got Ben, uh, who is the skeptic. Yeah. Amongst there. And uh, the bartender who ends up being important, which we'll talk about in a bit, who is voiced by Chief Campbell uh, or uh, Campbell from uh, Metal Gear. And <laughs> really? I don't want. Yeah. Um, you, I didn't surprise you didn't hear him. Like, I don't want to hear him in a game anymore because I can't <laughs> not hear Campbell. <laughs> yeah. Like, I, I it's just like enough of that guy. Like. <laughs> You you are no longer a character actor. Like you're just Campbell. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I I totally didn't recognize him as Campbell. Um, wow. Yeah. There's also the uh, the 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 bar uh, the waitress or yes. who, who knows I don't, I, the, I don't the, know if she it, the the mild sexism receptacle. Yes. Uh, in the in the story, who doesn't do very much at all. Right. Uh, right. Aside from, from, from prompt prompt and receive innuendo. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> She's a. Uh, Yep, uh, a, a bucket which with to put leers. Um, <laughs> so he starts off, you know, uh, the, the young uh, Dwight, you know, says like, "Hey, did this ever happen? Like, are these stories true?" And he mm-hmm. says, "Well, you buy me a beer, you know, I'll I'll, I'll tell you." And he starts telling these stories essentially for a string of free beers, yeah. um, which which I love uh, as a thing. And he starts off talking about uh, we start with chapter one, which is kind of the tutorial, mm-hmm. uh, Billy the Kid. Yeah, uh, talking about once upon a time and stinking springs and all and all yeah. of these. All of these uh, uh, kind of episode titles are little, you know, takeoffs on, you know, popular Western titles. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, like, you know, t- t- talking about the time he was riding with Billy the Kid because Billy the Kid was working against uh, kind of a crew that uh, contained somebody that uh, that Silas had swore revenge he against. He a bullet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, so you're kind of introduced to those, those basic mechanics, uh, as we mentioned, in a really kind of gentle way. Right. Um, you walk up, you get the, the drop on a couple a couple of uh, schlubs. Um, you get to uh, get this, you know, it says, hey, try your bullet time here. And a bunch of guys come out and stand still for you to shoot them in the head. Um, <laughs> you know, big arcade scores pop up when you do so. It's easing you in. Yeah. Uh, really well. And the layout of this is pretty straightforward as well. Like for the most part, getting to this, it, it slowly expands. Like you, you go on a trail 
once you get to the actual uh, ranch, like the little camp encampment mm-hmm. um, that you're at, it uh, it widens up a little bit, and there are more avenues of approach. Yeah, like there there's a barn, there is a, a pumpkin patch. Like there are, there are kind of different ways to to attack from. Yeah, and they very explicitly add the z-axis in. Like you come up on a water tower, and there's a guy shooting at you, and Silas says, you know, like these weren't great shot, these weren't great shots, but they knew they they knew to get up high. You know, yeah, turn into a turkey shoot. Uh, so then you can do that yourself as well. Get up there and you can be like, I always prefer to be on top. Oh, like, really, mister? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> do you mean in sex or do you mean in shooting? <laughs> well, me, well, why not both? <laughs> <laughs> most, most of the sentences end with him going, yeehaw, and then shooting his guns in the air, actually. So <laughs> it kind of ruins the pacing of the game. Oh, man. <laughs> well, it makes me think that there's like somebody, uh, you know, there's somebody firing at me in the game. But no, it's just part of the narration. <laughs> Yeah, there's also a whole lot of times where he shoots at somebody's foot to make them dance. Mm, yeah, that's really strange as well. Yeah, we 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 call that the old footloose enforcer. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and uh, and it, it you know it's very it's very confusing. Yeah, uh, dancing isn't just outlawed; it's mandatory. <laughs> Not dancing is outlawed. Yeah, foot tight. Um, <laughs> um, so you uh, as as you're heading in, you, you kind of have to clear your way in. Billy the Kid will cover you. Uh, you know, a little bit to get into the, the house and you meet Billy the Kid. He gets his cool little intro card, mm-hmm. you know, all the people he's killed. 21 killed this... by 21. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Uh, and you get this kind of cool uh, little shooting gallery section, like explicitly, like you're at a window. He gives you a long rifle uh, and you shoot out the window. Mm-hmm. And guys, you know, it looks like you're playing Bad Dog McCree, like guys <laughs> popping up behind barrels, guys leaning out behind hay bales. Yeah. yeah. And... Ex- exploding uh, kegs of powder. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like it, it it's very uh, shooting gallery. Yeah. And I'm into it. Like, like that, that, that is when the game excels for me. Yes. Yep. You know, and outside of the story stuff. Right. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then, uh, you know, things start going bad. They start shooting from the other side. Eventually they get a Gatling gun and they're like, it's time to get the hell out of here. Yeah. Get to the stable and get us some horses. Yeah. Um, yeah. And this is where Dwight chimes in and says, oh, this must be when you kill Pat Garrett. You, you get to the stable and then it brings you your first duel against, you know, Sheriff Pat Garrett. It was you yeah. know, he, he, crooked. He was hunting down Billy the Kid's crew. Um, and it gives you your first duel. You play it through. You know, it's easy enough. Like most of these duels, except for the very last one, articulate mostly the same. Mm-hmm. What's great about this is, you know, after you successfully kill him, he says, no, no, like that, that may, maybe that's what they wrote in the book. But, uh, you know, let me well, save, let me save some face here. He explicitly says, he says, I didn't say I killed. He's like, he says, when you first come up, he goes, that's when I met Pat Garrett. Oh, yeah. And then, uh, you know, Dwight says like, oh, and then, you know, then that's when you killed him. And then you play out the kill. And he goes, I didn't say I killed him. I said <laughs> I met him. And then then he actually hits you in the face with the butt of his gun and knocks you out. <laughs> yeah. So it, it it's, again, just a really economical little nugget mm-hmm. right there of stretch because um, you're getting that uh, that weird meta fiction angle, but you're also getting this guy's uh, self-aggrandizing nature. Yeah, you know Silas has an ego uh, <laughs> during this about all this stuff, and him just saying I met him when in fact like he got cold cocked, <laughs> right? You know, and blindsided is really you know pretty neat. Mm-hmm. Here, yeah, and that takes us into episode two here, a fistful of hot lead. Uh, yes. Because Garrett has arrested Silas, arrested kind of the whole crew there, including Billy the Kid, and kind of taken them to Lincoln. Yeah, where you know he he waits in a jail cell for four months. Uh, eventually, Billy makes his move, throws his keys into Silas's shell or cell, not into Silas's <laughs> yeah. shell. Yeah, they they, yeah. they, they, they forcibly we transform him. He's a human turtle hybrid. <laughs> yeah, they, they transform him into a turtle using yeah, some front some frontier pharmacy. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> Yeehaw. You got yourself a carrot? Can I have a bite? <laughs> but uh, you, you get out of the cell uh, there and you get uh, Deputy Bob Ollinger's shotgun. This is the gun that gets its title card. <laughs> yep. Can shoot a man clear in half. And uh, one of the things I like about the game's scoring system is that there's a wide variety of things you get bonus points for. Mm-hmm. So if you hit everyone, if you hit a guy with every pellet of a shotgun, that counts as a special uh, kill. Yeah. And the section where you're very close up in these these hallways is made for that. Oh, yeah. Um, to get you that. So it is very satisfying. Um, and then you, you eventually get out through the top, uh, top floor. Billy rides by and says, hey, get out by the rooftops. Right. <laughs> which is kind of a shitty thing to do because what Billy's doing is setting you up because you yeah. vaguely look like each other. The entire town is after you thinking that you're Billy. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And this introduces a kind of uh, interesting thing where it can be, you know, you say like, I tried to try to stay low and um, it kind of, it has a stealth element to it almost mm-hmm. for a moment. Like it's hard to keep this going for very long, but you can, you can kind of uh, when you start, when you get seen is when the, the shooting starts. Right. She can kind of uh, keep it quiet for a little while here. Yeah. And it's the only one that's in the game, I think. Try and angle for a drop. There are a couple of those where you come up on people who are unaware. Oh, sure. Yeah. But I mean, like, a, like a, a getting through a level, like traversing by people. Oh, yeah, yeah. This isn't you ambushing. This is you just like you can avoid encounters. Like mm-hmm. there are uh, people will shoot at you when you're in this first area behind the houses. If you get seen, if you don't get seen, you can mm-hmm. actually bypass that shootout and get all the way to the main drag. Oh, nice. So, yeah. Um, this level is really cool because, you know, you are in this kind of town square, basically depopulating it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You, you walk down slowly, methodically murdering every citizen. <laughs> right. Uh, and here, and they are explicitly citizens. It's people in the town who have taken up arms. Right. Yeah, they, uh, against, they, they, uh, against Billy the Kid. They, 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 they have put together a posse and they didn't know that they were coming up against a cleansing wind. Yeah. But, and even at the end, you even say something like that. You're even like, you know, the, I can't remember the name of the town. Lincoln like, got, got a might depopulated that day. Yeah. Something very similar to that. So you are Agent Orange. Like it is um, taking out. So you, uh, as, you, as you're getting out, you know, it says like Billy used you as a distraction. Um, you make your way through. These are strong levels when you're kind of making your way through a town. Yeah. Um, you know, the kind of alleys and different, um, you know, the, the way that uh, Western uh, buildings have, always have that second floor promenade, mm-hmm. you know, kind of thing makes this an interesting shooter level because there is verticality to where enemies are going to come at you. Yeah. And I think this uh, is this is where they start. If not, um, if, if it's not where they introduce the reflex sections, this is definitely where they start leaning on them because you will round a corner into a town square that is just completely loaded up with people with you in yes. their sights. Yeah. Yeah. So you just, you just do that, uh, that QTE yeah. to take them out. Um, yeah. Strong section. Yeah. Uh, uh, you get, you get to the duel against Bob Ollinger again, just a duel. He wants a shotgun back. Um, you normally get, uh, extra points for shooting somebody in the head in one mm-hmm. of these duels. Uh, you should always forego that and shoot Bob Ollinger in his big, stupid gut. Yeah, no, <laughs> because it's exposed as a person with a big stupid gut. Not not throwing stones here, but cover it up, man. Yeah, you got you got a king hippo, hippo him. <laughs> yeah. You know? Um, yeah, and this is also I love it. you can shoot a chicken. You could do that before too, but mm-hmm. this is where I start shooting chicken. Yeah, and uh, your guy guy says something like, um, you know, are we going to have fried chicken tonight or something like that? It's 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 super dumb, <laughs> but the game the game allows for it. And there's a tool tip that says, like, in a duel, you should shoot a, a chicken first, mm-hmm. which I think is probably the cool baller thing you can do. Oh, yeah. Uh, which I never did. Yeah. So. Um, um, and I'm not knowledgeable enough to know if that's based on a story. Yeah, I don't know either. Yeah. And people in the West love killing chickens, but I don't, I don't know where that came from. I think it was just recreational. I mean, I mean it might have. It might, they might have liked killing them because they liked eating them. 
Mm, maybe. Yeah. But maybe it was for vengeance. Oh, I assume yeah. most things in, the, in this, this era were vengeance related. <laughs> so um, moving on to, to chapter two, uh, you, you'll fight the uncreatively named gang, uh, the Cowboys. The Cowboys. Which yeah. I think is, was real, but also sounds dumb. Yeah, I, I think I think so. The, 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 the Cowboys is where we get the idea of Cowboys and Indians. Sorry to mm. use that uh, uh, out of date term, but you know that idea, like oh, like an actual cowboy was just somebody who like rode alongside the you know the cattle or whatever. The idea of cowboys is people who would like go into a town and shoot. I think that that comes from this gang, from the yeah a specific game named that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but yeah, like your date, you're down Mexico way. Uh, you've joined up with with, uh, with the Rurales again, uh, trying to find this person that you're seeking revenge against. Um, mm. the, uh, the, the, your, the crew, your audience, they are, uh, like asking for details about it, but your you know, Silas at this point is more focused on like, you know, talking about the time he took old, he took out old man Crawford or whatever his name is. Yeah. Yeah. Um, when you get there, you come across a stagecoach robbery that has already gone through, um, where everyone dies and it, you say, uh, they, they're on me like Apaches and then, uh, you're surrounded by Apache Indians, mm-hmm. uh, who, you know, Apache Native Americans who are, who are shooting you. Um, and then the, the skeptic. In, mm-hmm. in the bar says like you were attacked by apaches and he goes no i didn't say that i said apache style yeah uh, and and you did you said like you mm-hmm. know but they missed it yeah you know so like you're kind of playing the the narrative as it hangs in the air you're not mm-hmm. even playing what you exactly say right which is which is kind of cool uh, it's almost like i mean i think that what you're actually doing is you're playing dwight's imagination yeah in this and that 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 comports with the ending that's what i figured too yeah, yeah. so um, but yeah. this, this turns into, this is another one of those, you dropped into a circular area, mm-hmm. um, as uh, people from just all sides on top, <laughs> unlimited guys come down and shoot you. Yeah. And it's a bummer. Like, I think this is the worst, and this is kind of the worst chapter with the ending of this mm-hmm. as well. Um, you know, and it has several of these little like fish in a barrel sections that just don't work for me. Yeah. Not that crazy about it. Like even with the little, uh, trick that they do. You know the idea mm-hmm. that you 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 start taking a couple of these guys out. You know, again as they as they as they shoot you from up, up on the rim of this you know kind of crevasse or whatever, um, and eventually for the purpose of the story, like Silas says, I was out of ammo, and you watch your ammo counter like roll down. Yeah, you know, like it's your yeah. your health bar and earthbound or whatever. Um, and then that's when the game reveals a cave for you to escape through. Like that's a cool idea. I wish it wasn't attached to this particularly uh, uh, kind of regrettable scenario. Well, you can still fail it. Like, yeah. it feels like you shouldn't be able to. It feels like it should just be a story thing. Yeah, yeah. You know, to me. Uh, but, you know, I died here a bunch of times. Um, you know, so you have to just kind of hold out for a certain amount of time uh, to get there. But I, I did not like this right. uh, very much. Um, as you uh, eventually you do get out of here, um, you find some ammo uh, on a, a dead Apache and along with some dynamite. And it's supposed to be like, oh, the tables are turned. And yeah. now you can actually fight back. Like, your actual your, your supplies haven't changed in game, but it has narratively Yes. And then, you know, so it follows. Now, now the cowboys are running from you and you yeah. know, even doing, you know, the enemy barks that are like, oh, God, he's killing us all. Is that Silas? Like, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah. You know, yep. oh, no, Black Bart. <laughs> yep. They're, yeah. They're, they're scared. <laughs> yeah. I can't hear Black Bart without thinking of Bart when he becomes a stripper. <laughs> what? Bang, bang, Bart. You know, oh, like, yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah. There we go. Yeah. That, that's what I think of as, as Black Bart. <laughs> Sorry. I was, pic- him. I was picturing 10 year old Bart as a stripper, not grown up, not, not grown up chubby. <laughs> Grown yeah. up slop gut Bart. Yeah, he's yeah. like cover your gut. So, so you kind of head back. This is actually where that um, that nugget of truth is that requires an alternate path back. Oh, geez, is and it's so obnoxious. It's up on a ledge above you, and you can't jump and grab it. 
Yeah. It's like, it's right there. I want it. I'm going to go all the way back to this lake uh, and then circle back another another way to get it. It's pretty annoying. No. no. Um, when you eventually uh, get back now they're on the run, um, you get them to gain this kind of like run up to where the old man is with his Gatlin gun uh, named Cranky. <laughs> and they, they reuse this kind of boss encounter a couple of times, yeah, uh, yeah. which is kind of a bummer. I don't mind it, but it is it is a very like real video game ass video game thing of like running from cover point to cover point with a Gatling gun mm-hmm. like during reloads. Yeah, um, this is fine. I wish that they didn't use it as many times as they as they do. It works better later. I think that there is like w- one level in this game that is masterful, and mm. e- like even the reuse of this, uh, you know, of, of the Gatling gun boss doesn't drag that down. Mm. Yeah, yeah, I, I I know what you're talking about. I do like that that level as well. I just mm. wish they didn't do it multiple times. Like it would yeah. be really cool as a unique set piece. Yeah, here it's just it's kind of fine. Um, you know, when you get up to the top, you, you take out the, the old man. Uh, the, the bosses have uh, a lot of health as well. Yeah, um, yeah. I kept trying to, like, ambush them in bullet time and just do a bunch of headshots, and it was <laughs> almost never enough to kill them. No, so. no. And, like, that is always a bad idea because there's almost always an ad waiting around the uh, waiting around the corner. Yeah. Like, you want to yep. ag- aggro, get everybody out, then concentrate, take out the additional guys. Yeah. 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 It's, yep. it's not great. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Um, uh, so when you, when you eventually, uh, when you take out the old man, one of the, uh, the cowboys escaped. Yes, he he escapes and takes the story back that, you know, despite the fact they were in Mexico and the rurales were after them, you know, it wasn't a Mexican who killed the old man. And they assumed that it was one of the herbs, you know, Wyatt yeah. and his brother, whose name I forget. Um, and yeah. that actually, like, led, you know, created Mortimus. a ripple. Yeah, Mort- yeah Mortimus Herb. Yeah. <laughs> yep. yep, Gerp Herb. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, no. Slurping. <laughs> you know, was his name, actually. Sl- slurping Herb. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's famous for his love of slurries <laughs> yeah his jaw was always wired shut not for medical reasons <laughs> but just because he wanted to demonstrate his commitment his old west affectation <laughs> Damn. but yeah uh, but but this kind of you're gonna hurt who else <laughs> 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 if they say he used a golden straw um <laughs> but this you know the, the the them blaming the old man's death on the uh, on the herbs led to the showdown at the okay corral but that's a story for another time yeah uh that doesn't happen in this game no uh, this moves on to a level that i really like that has a, another one of these boss fights that i'm, I'm not super into yeah uh, which is uh, the gunfight of the sawmill Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so we're, we're still trailing the cowboys. The cowboys are holed up at the sawmill, ready to make their last stand. Um, they also think that you're herb, mm-hmm. you know, coming out. They think you're slurping herb. Um, you're here because there's a new boss of the cowboys, a curly bill. Uh, <laughs> the, uh, so, uh, you know, cause he, he's the, uh, the second command after the old man that you killed. Yes. Um, no. and this like leads into a kind of an explicitly, uh, uh, kind of shooting gallery kind of thing. Like the outside of the sawmill, um, is kind of laid out with uh, like almost like a grid, like the Vulcan Raven boss, uh, boss arena. Right. Yeah. Um, and like there are even, you know, cranes that have huge logs, you know, suspended above the arena. You can actually shoot those out and just like get a ton of experience for, uh, for killing people with those traps. Yeah. Um, this game is like we, we haven't really talked about it too much, but this game is funny mm-hmm. uh, in it. Like the writing is is actually like generally kind of kind of clever mm-hmm. um, in it. Where there's a part where you get up to this uh, point at the top of the sawmill and you start describing this beautiful view of of God's creation of you and all the the bar patrons wanting you to get back to the shooting, <laughs> uh, and you're just like well, I'm painting a picture here. Like you you know <laughs> you're you are indulging in your in your your storytelling nature. Mm-hmm. 
uh, here, and it is it is a cute moment. Yeah, and it's also a beautiful view. Like yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah, you just see it just for a brief minute before you get back to the blood. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, this ends with a boss fight. So the lumberyard itself is a really fun level. Mm-hmm. It ends with this boss fight that is um, again it has a little bit more of that like Vulcan Raven grid section. Mm-hmm. You're fighting Curly Bill who's running around here with a couple of extra people. Yeah. Um, just kind of, you know, poking out from behind logs and shooting you and trying to, to stay away from you. And it feels like a second rate metal gear fight to me. Yeah. Yeah. It's fine. Like, I, I like that it is varied a little bit, you know, that it, mm. that not everything is a duel. Um, and this is using the level geometry, you know, for the play. Right. Yeah. Um, I wish that he was a little bit less, a uh, little bit less durable. Yeah. I, I'm just, I'm really curious if, if like, how the game would feel if it was all duels, Yeah, you know, just because it, it feels like that's the kind of unique bit of, of, of this game. Like it, it feels like that's what the bosses should be because all the other attempts at it don't quite work. Like this right. isn't as bad as I thought this ending was the ending of the next level. Actually. Yeah. yeah. Um, this is not as bad as it could be, mm-hmm. uh, but it's not, uh, I didn't love it. Yeah. You know? So yeah. Yep. 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 So um, eventually, at some, at some point here, uh, it is revealed that the person that you were looking for was somebody named um, uh, Johnny Ringo, right? And, you know, yeah, he, he was he, he was here. You know, Ringo wasn't here. You know, Silas had to spend like three months tracking him down to Turkey Creek Canyon. Um, it, you know, and then this is where the actual level ends, which is the duel against Johnny Ringo. Yes, yeah, which happens right after a boss fight. Like it's yeah. kind of a weird little bit of pacing. Yeah. Um, but you have this duel and you get to say like, you know, and they're like, I thought Doc Holliday killed Johnny Ringo. Like, mm. Nope. <laughs> it, was, it was me. Uh, <clears throat> this moves on to uh, episode three, the innocence. Um, so you figure, you know, you're going to be trying to track down plumber and the innocence, uh, these people who if you want to take out, you're going to need some money. Mm-hmm. Um, so you go and you, uh, go to a, do a bounty against roscoe bob bryant yeah well you know you're you're, you're doing the bounty against the plumbers oh, yeah, to yeah, raise yeah, money to go Perks. after roscoe bob bryant because because bob is actually the you know the, the white whale quarry. yeah he's the white yeah. whale yeah and we we find out kind of slowly yeah you got got those mixed up but we find mm-hmm. out slowly throughout the game mm-hmm. why that is yes uh, but you're gonna need money so this is this is kind of explicitly a filler mission but is is good yeah and fun yes the magnificent um, one is what this is called yes um, which is the innocents uh, have a gold mine uh, that they're in the process of robbing, um, and you 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 kind of make your approach slowly. This allows some there's some kind of long, long distance sniping you can do. Mm-hmm. It, it does the video game thing of you finding a former sniper's roost. <laughs> there's somebody with a rifle who's dead. And yeah. You can take up their spot and shoot people down in the uh, the quarry area, which is cool. Yeah. Um, um, this also introduces you know it, it makes sense. You know it's a mine. They would have dynamite. You have enemies that will throw dynamite at you. Um, and for as much as I didn't like specking for shooting dynamite, it is very cool to shoot the dynamite out of the air when it is thrown at you. Yeah, it's different than the, the thing that you would be doing if you threw dynamite at them. There's there's yeah. a skill in Metal Gear Solid Five that does that too. That it, with, you can do with quiet that I always disliked as well. Mm-hmm. Where you throw a grenade and have her shoot it. Yeah. And I just I just don't think that's as cool as video games want me to think it is. <laughs> you know, I just like, <laughs> like I look at it, yeah. I think yeah, that would actually be really difficult to do. Yeah, um, and it, it's already going to blow up. Like yeah. you give it, <laughs> just give get, it like. 30% of a second, it's already going to do it, you know? <laughs> like, me speeding that up just a, a fraction of a second doesn't seem that cool to me. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, in fact, it seems uncool. Impatience is uncool. Yeah, coolness, patience is cool, kids. Yeah. Um, Wait your but, turn. You know, 
when it comes at you again, this very much a like Mad Dog McCree thing, like people <laughs> throwing dynamite at you and you, uh, you know, you shooting it out of the air. <laughs> I, um, I wish you would stop referring to these cool things as Mad Dog McCree like. <laughs> Mad Dog McCree <laughs> is very cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Says the Mad Dog McCree salesman yeah, coming up no, to a high school. Says the Mad Dog McCree in Washington. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, says reasonable Dog McCree. Yeah, I just, just opening my jacket is full of Mad Dog McCrees. <laughs> so, what up? Well, it's like, I got, you got that McCree. Mm, uh, the sensible <laughs> world of McCree. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Mad Dog McCree only eats Funyuns. He, he makes his blooming onion out of Funyuns. Yeah. Um, He's wild. Yeah. Um, so as there's a really cool thing here where you get to, uh, he weighs his options. He's like, well, you know, I had multiple different ways I can get into the mine. You know, I could go in through the front entrance. You know, or I could, I could, uh, which would be essentially suicide, but it'd be quicker. Or I could take the slow way. Yeah. <laughs> well, he he doesn't he doesn't say the second thing. Like, I had a couple of options in front of me. I could go in through the front, and then like it shows the path. And he doesn't continue until you walk into the front door. Yeah, I like. Yeah, I was like, to... what's what's the other option? And you're just waiting for it. And what yeah. you do is you go through, and you know he talks about like all of the hazards facing you. Like, oh, you know, that's a, it's like a maze down there, and they were popping out. I was like a. You know, like a like a like a cat in a box, yeah, yeah. <laughs> something like that. Um, just showing every single thing going wrong, running through these rooms and hallways that are just full of black powder and stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and eventually you you will die to these things. And he goes like, "Well, luckily I was smart enough not to do that. I tried this long way around." Yeah, actually, uh, like it, pull, and... it pulls you back from a game over screen. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's super cool. Yeah. Um, you know, and uh, there's all this, uh, there's an elevator. It does give you actually a choice here where you can take the ladder or do the elevator. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you take the, the elevator, uh, the enemies will just be waiting for you and it's, it's no good. Um, and you get, on, if you get on the elevator, he comments on it. Yeah. Um, he's like, you know, that would be a great place for an ambush, you know, and then you immediately get ambushed and I was right. Um, or you take the ladder and ambush the, the enemies themselves. Yeah. Ambush the enemies as they are waiting an ambush. <laughs> yes. Um, and once you get up there, this is that, uh, again, your second, uh, fish in a barrel section with, uh, mm-hmm. Henry Plummer. Um, I hate this. This is very bad. Like, I, I hated this. Uh, especially because uh, they start throwing dynamite at you, and that is nearly an instant kill. You're in, like, a ring, like a uh-huh. small ring, surrounded by enemies on all sides, where uh, Henry Plummer runs from cover to cover throwing dynamite. Again, like a shitty Metal Gear boss. Yeah, yeah. He goes from cover to cover throwing dynamite at you, um, which would be fine on its own. Like, mm-hmm. But then there's all these ads. Like, anytime you're out of cover, which is always, like, you yeah. have a – there's a center ring that you can sometimes take cover from, but enemies come from all angles. Um, and then there's a small little box off to the side. Yeah. And I, I never got a really good idea of what the, the blast radius was for dynamite. Yeah. Either. Like, I knew that if I ran long enough for the little dynamite indicator to run away, like, I wouldn't get hurt. But, but the arena is so like, small. Like, the arena is so small. And moving into any area away from dynamite just flushes you into gunfire. Mm-hmm. Like, for, for a legendary bounty hunter, why would you ever put yourself in this situation? <laughs> How did you even get out? Yeah. You know, like, you you, you, know, you dropped. It's a, it's a one-way drop. Mm-hmm. You know, I just imagine him just like at the bottom of this yelling for help. <laughs> you know, until eventually, you know, I don't know why Earp shows up and helps him or some some Western guy. Yeah, yeah, some, some some Western hero. Abraham Lincoln like dipped his, you know, <laughs> bent his like, hugely long legs down and you climbed up his pant leg. Yeah, he threw, up into he his threw, hat, threw him to the theater. He threw he threw down his Rapunzel legs. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I don't know it, it, it's a bummer. Yeah. Um, not very good, uh, but you do kill him and get the bounty, um, yeah. and it takes us to another uh, another another kind of filler level where you take up a contract to go after uh, John Wesley Harden, 
uh, to fulfill the bounty that Harden incurred by uh, killing Wild Bill Hickok. Yes, as dramatized uh, masterfully in Deadwood, the yep. TV show. Um, yeah, so this starts the level uh, Be Quick or Be Dead, <laughs> which is <laughs> not the most elegant uh, masterization <laughs> of a Western title that they've done. No. Um, you get to be one or the other. <laughs> um, so th- this uh, is really cool because it, it starts uh, at the end. Like it starts with you fighting in the middle of the saloon where the actual storytelling is taking place. Yeah. Um, you know, where it's like you, and you're, you're fighting against Harden in this thing. Um, the fight's going fine, but then says, you know what? Actually, let's back up and let you know a little bit about this bastard who I killed. <laughs> let's get some context. And it's yeah. not context about like the situation that you're in, because really all that happens is you start out further away from town and you work your way in. But it's more time for Silas to say, like, to say who John Wesley Harden is. Right. Yes. Yeah. You know, um, just uh, again, just kind of this classic story of a folk hero who kind of turned bad. And uh, when you arrive, it's Harden's birthday, so you get to see fireworks going off in the sky <laughs> and stuff. So what a what a quinky dink! Yeah, uh, there. And when, when you eventually, you know, you fight your way to the the saloon uh, at, at night, it's the same kind of town. They reuse some assets, but it looks different. Mm-hmm. Um, when you get there, there's even more people inside the saloon, yeah. um, which doesn't happen that often. Where you're just kind of in a, a, a building with this kind of size and shape mm-hmm. uh, here. You know, yeah. cover is really limited. It ends up being a really exciting encounter. Yeah. Um, it's, it's very good. I decided that it is a different kind of geometry for you to fight in. Um, what's cool is like, it is explicitly like the saloon that you're fighting in is the same saloon that you're telling the story in. Yeah. 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 We mentioned, we mentioned that earlier. It's the same saloon from the beginning of this level and which is also the saloon. You get to be like in this very spot. Yeah. Um, when you get to Harden too, I think this is the duel where he stands stock still, Uh uh-huh. uh, which is awesome. He's too too drunk to move. Well, it just seems, but he doesn't. He doesn't come off as drunk initially. It just comes off as like confident. Yeah. To me, like he just like he's just like staring at you. Yeah, he's not pacing you know, or anything. Yeah. Not pacing. Doesn't you know? Doesn't give a shit. And you're able to get that aim like really quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, but you don't have to. You know, you just dodge his shots. You don't have to actually win the duel because he doesn't count his bullets because he's drunk. <laughs> right. He does. He so. he, does, he just empties his chambers and like, well, I, I, I don't know what part two is. <laughs> yep. 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 Yeah. Uh, so you take him on. Um, this goes into episode five, uh, gray wolf, where the, one of the bartenders like you ever go toe to toe with the red man. Yeah. And this is a, it's a regrettable chapter. A little bit. Uh, yeah. yeah. So this is, this is explicitly the, uh, you know, we are in fighting natives. This is where we meet gray wolf who gives us the, uh, because of the spell slash curse slash prophecy that is also the theme of the game. I, I never need to see that again in my life. Yeah. Like I, I literally never need to see, um, it doesn't even, not even if it's not necessarily a minority, like I just never need to see an old person give a, a, you know, the protagonist, like a, a prophecy like this, No. you know, and like this, this kind of like, you will be haunted by vengeance until this happens. Like yeah. it's so lazy, <laughs> you know, it, it's just like, we could have figured this out. Yeah, I you know, mean, like, it, like, and and him coming to that conclusion on his own would have been more powerful. Like spoilers for the end, which like, you know, it's Watch Over Fireball, so who gives a shit about spoilers? But like, spoilers for the end, like, he could have just figured that out on his own without yeah. having like a character mystically tell him. Right. <laughs> you, you or you could have just uh, d- you know deduced it from you know like even more subtle story clues. Not even <clears throat> you know n- n- not even like anything anything especially masterful. Like like they they. They work in so the fact that he's drinking over the course of the, of this entire thing makes him more introspective and reveals more you know about the more of the way that he actually feels about the stuff that he's doing right yes you know so like yeah. you can intuit this as opposed to like having somebody who basically just say 
It's a little bit like in the Mortal Kombat movie when Katana says, use the element which brings life in your next fight. And they're yes. like, huh, okay, weird. Then Sub-Zero comes down and, you know, is firing ice bolts and Liu Kang looks at a bucket of water and there's like a five minute pause. And then Katana comes in and says, use the element which brings life. And then that is like, that's literally just that because this same refrain is repeated over and over again. Like lit, lit, lit the, 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 I mean, it's, it's enough to say like, let the player figure it out, uh-huh. but even let the character figure it out. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like on, on both ends, it's kind of a failure to make it this direct, mm-hmm. you know, like uh, trusting your audience is such a, like a, a thing that, that pulp media has such a hard time with anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, and every time this kind of thing happens, like, and then it also has the, the, the stereotype yeah. working against it. Like the old mystic Indian chief, like stereotype, which like m- doesn't help, you know, it's, it's, it's. It's very frustrating. Um, and it's not very good level. You know, it's not a very good level to no. me, in, in my mind. Like, I don't actually like this as a wireframe very much. Um, so, you know, uh, Silas says, yeah, you know, I did, I did fight the Red Man at some point. Um, and he's tracking this, uh, this character named Grey Wolf. And there's a little bit of like, you know, I respect him. He's, he wanted revenge because the U.S. government cut down his daughter uh, during her coming of age ceremony. Yeah. You know, um, trying to do a little bit of like throwing some shade onto there, but also just like still had to go though. Yeah. Still had to die. Cause about, <laughs> yeah, there, there was a bounty yeah. on him. Yeah. 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 So, yeah. um, there, an attempt was made, you know, yes. like they, the, they, I see what they tried to do. Uh, it doesn't, it doesn't quite paper over, over a lot of it. Uh, but yeah, like you have chased gray wolf into the mountains and most of this, when we talk about the wireframe, uh, this is kind of like the cave level and also like the, uh, um, I don't know, the, like like a cliffside almost like yeah. you're, you're on the inside of this crevasse. Caves are the sewer of nature. <laughs> like it, it, it is like a sewer level essentially, you know. Yeah. Um, and this this kind of leads up to this this crevasse where you do this fight where, uh, you know, he, he says, um, where is it? No, this, this actually happens later. Actually, yeah. the uh, the part with the 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 message, but here, you know, he's saying that like he does not know if this is actually haunted by the ghost of dead horsemen and and dead Indians. Right, right. You know, so you're fighting people, and it's supposed to be like, are these people real? Are they ghosts of of old warriors? Like we don't know. No, it, it never actually says, but it's again not particularly additive. No, no. Um, one of, one of the patrons asked like, "Hey, how do you know so much about this is their word, how do you know so much about engines?" And you know, like we get this beat like, "Oh, Silas used to be used to be married to two Mescalero women and he had to get out because they never shut up." Cool. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, they go polygamy is normal in their culture, but they, you know, but yappy broads. Yeah. Um, you know, again, no great shakes. Um, eventually you reach Great Wolf. He shows up to you unarmed. Quote unquote, he worked some kind of spell on me, um, which is, uh, you know, he says you were the, the greatest of the pale face warriors um, and that but you will be and he kind of monologues about how, you know, your quest will vengeance for vengeance will take everything yeah. from you um, laying out the theme. Yeah, you, you, the you'll come to the same place over and over again. Yes. Uh, as you shoot, uh, you know, Native American after Native American in this unending concentration sequence. Yeah. Uh, here. And like, I'm just, I'm just not here for, for it. Like, I just, I don't ever want like a wise character to tell the main character the theme of the game. Yeah. Um, and prophecy is a shitty plot device. Yeah. Yeah. It just has to be, it has to be, it's such a narrow edge that that can be used well with. So even if it wasn't, you know, if if you're just like, oh, SJW fuckers, like even, you know, even from a storytelling angle, Mm -hmm. like that's, that's the secret to most like complaints about things that are offensive mm-hmm. you know it's like oh people are just complaining about because it it's offensive but it's like well you know what it's also probably really bad lazy storytelling yeah even if you can't make an appeal to your humanity of of 
realizing that maybe this makes people feel like shit because, Mm -hmm. you know, you're trivializing their culture and playing into stereotypes that are harmful, at least like be against it from a storytelling perspective. Yeah. (laughs) if, if, If you can't, if you can't do, you know, if you can't come at this from a humanitarian angle, at the very least from like a fictional angle, it's bad. Yeah. Like, you know, regardless of which angle you look at this from, you know, I would hope that you would, you know, be able to understand the angle that we're seeing it from, uh, you know, but every angle you can look at this from, it is still a prompt to ask for more or better. Yes. Yep. And it, it's like, it's not like you could never do this and have it be done well. It mm-hmm. just, this is not it. Yeah. Um, and, th- and it doesn't end there either. Like it just kind of keeps, after you finish that, you keep going, you go back into the cave. Because it just keeps um, running and like sends yeah. like, you know, so we have this whole like, I'm going to, I'm going to leave you with this devastating incantation. No, no, I'm just going to run and then just have my guys try to kill you anyway. Yeah. Yeah. It, it was almost like, you know, cause it would have been, if he had let him go at this point and been like shaken, mm-hmm. right? Like that would have been a cool, not necessarily cool, but it would have at least followed with the arc that he's on. Yeah. You know, a little bit, but that's that's not what happened. Yeah. No. In- instead, what happens is you chase him out, you know, b- b- back to the surface and the level ends without a boss fight or anything. Uh, but Gray Wolf is running kind of in the middle distance. He passes by a boulder and apparently behind that boulder transforms into a wolf and runs away. <laughs> so, OK, <laughs> that, 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 that's that's what we're dealing with here. Like pr- pretty bad chapter, um, you know, and the other thing that's kind of frustrating just from a gameplay perspective, like, again, you can kind of take this out behind the shed and beat it from for many reasons. Like, mm-hmm. is that uh, the Apaches don't play appreciably different or don't aren't like, you know, they don't you really use different tactics. Yeah, they don't use different weapons like it doesn't work as a different enemy type other than visually. Right. You know, so it says nothing about them, you know, as, as a threat, like Mm -hmm. in the beginning of this, there's kind of this, like him paying lip service to, to appreciating and, um, kind of respecting his motives and everything like that, but they're functionally identical from a gameplay perspective. Yeah. Before this, we had enemies that charged and fought at melee. Right. Yeah. You know, that happened before and it happens here as well. Yeah. You know, it's just like they, they end up being they act just like the, the normal white dude you shoot, except that they're kind of dumber because they run at you more often yeah. from a long distance away. Right. You know, it's just it's 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 not great. Mm-hmm. Um, luckily, the game like kind of pulls out its head out of its ass. Yes. You know, like there, there's lots of good stuff coming. But like this, this was I was just like, oh, man, when you turn into a wolf, I, I <laughs> like, said out loud, fuck you. <laughs> so the, just like, oh, buddy. Like, <laughs> Come on. Come on, tech land. <laughs> tech um, land? Yeah. <laughs> you mean the Esteem Studio behind Dead Island? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, I always forget those guys did that yeah. uh, thing. And and uh, uh, Dying Light as yeah. well. Which Did you ever play Dying Light, Cole? No, you've told me that it's good. It is. It's fun, but the story is is excruciating. Mm. Like, they, they are not good when it comes to... I, I would not... This is probably the best written game that they've, they've worked on. Mm-hmm. Uh, by far and it contains the dances with renegades chapter so like that's what we're dealing with yeah um but yeah you you would like that like it's a fun fun game Mm -hmm. like the actual game part's fun but anyway this this moves on to uh episode six the dalton brothers yes so um dwight he wants to learn more about the downfall of the daltons he pulls out another one of his books you know he wants he wants to get the real scoop uh, these Daltons, they're, you know, lawmen turn bad, like, like happens. Um, and Silas says that he, you know, he took up against them. And kind of the wrinkle here is that the bartender was there. He was he was there when the Daltons were taken down. Right. And one of the things that we're we're learning, and this this gets revealed explicitly a little bit later, but uh, we, you know, Sharp 
sharp-eyed viewers know it now, one of the reasons why this is happening, one of the reasons why Silas uh, tells his stories in such detail is he is baiting the bartender. The bartender is important. Is he baiting the bartender or is he baiting the uh, the skeptic? I thought it was the he's skeptic. Baiting, no, he's baiting the bartender. He wants okay. the bartender to confirm that he was at these places and knew these things. Right, right. So this is the first chapter where he starts questioning the bartender and being like, oh, that seems like a strange thing for you to know. Okay. You know, yeah. and because the bartender ends up being very important. Okay. Uh, I, 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 I mixed it up. I thought I thought it was the, the skeptic who ended up being, you know. Oh, no, no. no. Who's, who ends but, up? I mean, Bob. Like, we, yeah. we don't need to be cagey. Yeah. Who's, the, who's the man he's hunting? Yeah. So it, it's a reveal in the in the game, and it's really mm-hmm. well done. But yeah. if you're if you're listening to this, uh, it's too late for that now. <laughs> too late for you. Um, this, this starts off with a, a section called They Call Me Bounty Hunter. Yes. Um, and we go uh, through a this couple. Is, this is my favorite chapter of the game, actually. Oh wow! This bank robber one, like I, I think this is really, really cool. It is strong. It is very yeah. strong. I, I love this because, like, it is a different kind of structure. Like, this is explicitly almost like a Rashomon of the uh, of yes. the story, because we get the bartender's version of of events first, right? Yes. But then we go through Dwight, and then finally Silas. Yeah, it's really it's really strong to have other narration and see how that impacts gameplay. Mm-hmm. You know, how other other narrators will actually how that would play out in your hands. Yeah. So the bartender says hey, a civilian uprising happened against the Daltons. Yeah. Um, the Daltons tried to rob two banks in the, at the same time in the town where they lived <laughs> right. on the same street in their hometown. <laughs> right. Because, you know, not not so smart on the Daltons uh, things. You fight your way to the bank. Um, you breach in and you kill the Daltons in, in the office. And right. then the kid interrupts and says, actually, you know what? I read about all about this. Yeah. That's how it happens. There are marshals posted on the rooftops. And you were among them and just kind of like tells this different version that's much more heroic and kind of swashbuckling. <laughs> yeah. You so, so it's like, you, you know, you're up on the roof and you're firing down into the bank. You know, they keep on pouring out. And finally, you know, Silas says, that's enough of this. Jumps down, run, you know, runs around behind the bank, climbs up to the roof and then leaps in from the top and kills everybody, you know, yeah, when gets, they like, least expect it. Yeah. Yeah. From the roof, you know, which is really cool. And then Silas goes, well, actually, you know, <laughs> I, it was me. Guys, yeah, like I get to tell the story about me. Um, you know, he arrived late. The deputies were were shit. Like they were just dropping like flies. Yeah. Um, and the Daltons actually made an escape. They blew yeah. the safe and got out into the street. Um, and there's this huge uh, this feud. Yeah. Between there, so you get to this house where like another family who hates the Daltons <laughs> and hates you, and it becomes this massive like three way <laughs> kind of thing. Yeah. So it wasn't like a like a civilian uprising. It wasn't you know just a, like a marshal like marshals or a posse. It's the, that the Daltons had done this dumb thing and just awakened this feud, and that's what caused all the chaos on the streets. Yeah. Yeah. And that's like the, the from a wireframe like what you actually do. This section when you leave to go into that house is not. So strong, like from a gameplay perspective, but I love this idea, this like Rashomon mm. of the uh, the different perspectives of this bank. Yeah, like it is. Really cool. and, and, and in one sense, it's kind of an obvious use of this conceit, you know, like just like, yeah, let's take this, you know, Rashomon from different things. But it is so it is such a good use of it. It's obvious, but they also didn't do it until now. Right. You know, they also didn't like they saved it for the, the middle of the game. Right. As well. Um, so you eventually get this hill. They, they, they uh, drop this log trap on you uh, that you can avoid. And uh, you shoot uh, Emmett, the, Emmett, one of the brothers mm-hmm. up there. Um, and you shoot him. You didn't kill him. He's the only one who survived. But he was yeah. shot 23 times. And well, this is another, you know, the skeptic is like, he was shot 23 times. Like, who, yep. Who do you think did it? <laughs> yeah. Who, who? Yeah. It was me. But he did survive. Yeah. 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 So uh, Emmett is uh, out of commission. You know, he's, he's he's been ventilated. We move on to the second part of this. Bounty Hunter is still my name. Uh, few, it's a few days later. You know, Silas has tracked down kind of the remains of the Dalton gang into the swamp uh, where he is kind of working together with another local posse trying to basically like dredge the place up, um, yeah. you know, to find their hideout. 
And uh, this is they do an interesting thing here where the uh, he says, you know, it's so foggy and uh, and gross outside. I couldn't see anything. Mm -hmm. So the uh, the fog rolls in and it disables your waypoints. Mm -hmm. Um, You have to look for uh, signals like little bits of uh, ribbon that are tied to trees and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And what's cool is like this level winds its way through this town that has been reclaimed by the swamp. Right. Yeah. It's, all, it's all flooded. So you see just these, you know, half remains of houses sticking out of the water. Another reason why this this, uh, this chapter is so good, too, is there's a little bit more of this meta stuff. Um, Steve, who is the the old man. We haven't really talked about Steve, but he's, he's kind of just also. <laughs> yeah. There. Like there's like the kid who's important. The waitress, which is the sexism receptacle, the skeptic, the bartender, plus Steve. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but, but Steve's yeah. like an old guy. You know, he, yeah, he's, just, he's just an old guy. That's yeah. his his point. Uh, and he starts you – know, you're like, you staying awake, Steve? He's like, yeah, I'm, I'm awake. You know, <laughs> And uh, he starts dozing off. So you start lying to see if he's paying attention. Right, right. So uh, in the middle of the swamp, you know, far away from where they would be, Silas just starts adding a bunch of uh, Apaches to the story. Yeah. Suddenly I was surrounded by Apaches and stuff. And then eventually Steve kind of comes up and he's like, you were surrounded by Apaches? Like, hell no. I was just seeing if you were paying attention. Yeah. Uh, pretty cute. Yeah. <laughs> um, eventually you get up to this, this beached riverboat. Yeah. Uh, here, which is the, uh, the this kind of set piece, which is pretty cool. Um, <laughs> Very storming this thing. I, li- I like this a lot. Yeah. Um, and you get introduced to a new enemy type, which keep in mind, this is pretty late yeah. in the game. We've had a couple close combat uh, folks who have shown up. Uh, we didn't really talk about them because there's not that much to talk about. Yeah. The, uh, they just show up next to you and you, you shoot them. Yeah. The, the, the one that, uh, the, the, the one that I think is the biggest change is like the shielder guys. Yeah. We didn't, we didn't talk about those guys. They're guys who have a shield similar to resident evil four. Yeah. Um, the, uh, the Ganados who have that. And uh, you either have to do a headshot through the shield or wait for them to, uh, to expose themselves yeah. or use dynamite. This introduces shotgunners, which are just like big beefy boys who can take a lot of bullets. <laughs> yeah. Uh, like very similar to hotline Miami. Like if you are fat, you can be shot many times. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Ka-ching. <laughs> yeah. And then eventually you get armored shotgunners. who I think just, uh, duct tape phone books to themselves. Yeah. Yeah. And they end up being like tough. Like I end up always emptying my concentration to these guys. Yeah. Well, what's, like, uh, what's nice is like headshots are really, really effective on them. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so these guys end up in this, uh, this riverboat that you're kind of making your way through. Um, but it's actually a trap. Yes. Um, you get up there, you run into a vigilante who goes, Hey, the Daltons are in here, but he's actually working for the Daltons. <laughs> uh, they knock you out and set the boat on fire. Yeah. Uh, so you have to escape while the boat is, uh, is on on fire and no one's paying attention to you nope while you're doing this exciting thing and it drives silas nuts yeah it, it does because like you know like oh with you know, a place like a labyrinth i don't think i'd ever get out and you're you know, you're going through these hallways and you know d- ducking and dodging and jumping over this flaming debris and then all of a sudden like people are like just they they lose focus and they start talking well it's not like it was an ocean liner like oh you hear about that huge ship they're gonna launch next year oh the titanic they say it's never gonna sink ah it's not gonna float like they start yeah. arguing about current events and 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 silas gets so pissed it's, again it's, it's pretty funny like well, it, it's it's pretty cute well he also gets pissed off on the run-up because you know like everybody's been in a situation like this where somebody sidetracks your story um yeah. but, but like in the run-up like oh, it was like it was a beach riverboat well what was a riverboat doing in a swamp like i don't know um was and then it was like what well, what what was it a like was it a side wheel or was it stern wheel <laughs> like asking yeah, like, like what's it, I know. Well, yeah, yeah what like what specific kind of riverboat it was and i don't it think it doesn't matter i'm here to murder <laughs> yeah. i did a bunch of murders how is that not interesting <laughs> you know um well no but I, I i heard steamboat and i parked up because i know steamboats they call me steamboat yeah. steve 
It was very, very funny. Yeah. Uh, and when you get up to the top, you get to this Gatling gun on this flaming uh, riverboat <laughs> and a bunch of just unending stream of guys come up. And this is a way to give you tons of experience because oh, yeah. it's really easy to rack up combos whenever you have a Gatling gun. Get up to like a 40x combo. Like that's this is where you're going to get all your combo achievements. Yep, exactly. <laughs> um, super fun. Yeah. Um, and it ends with a duel against the two remaining Daltons. Yeah. So a duel against two people is new mm-hmm. as well. Um, pretty cool. Yeah, it is, it is not specifically a Mexican standoff. That's going to happen at the end. Yeah, and that's done really well as well. Yes, this is also just like you have to be pretty quick. Mm-hmm. So cool, very cool chapter. Yeah, I like this one quite a bit. Yeah. Um, and actually, actually, we're in a good stretch of the game. We are so, because we're yeah. in chapter seven, the Wild Bunch. This is my favorite. Yeah, this is really cool. Yeah. This ha- this has a couple like really amazing little narrative tricks as well. <laughs> um, here, so so Silas uh, Silas wants to tell the story about how his uh, his own brothers died in Juarez. Um, and this is, it's very intentional. He's leaving this here. Um, and this happens right after the chapter where Bob said he was there with the Daltons. So he was trying to, to, again, he's trying to test Bob, trying to see what Bob knows. Now he says, you know what, actually, here's how my brothers died in Juarez. Yes. Uh, they gambled, they fell afoul of Roscoe's gang. Like they, they won, um, Roscoe's gang came by and robbed them, but so they wouldn't tell anybody they hung us all. Mm -hmm. And, uh, I survived, uh, my rope broke, Yeah. but by then my brothers were already dead. Right. So Silas swore revenge. And like basically since that day, he's been on this tear, you know, basically trying to take out uh, Roscoe's gang, you know, Bob Roscoe's gang um, and anybody associated with them. Yes. Yeah. Um, and this starts with the train robbery. Yeah. The, uh, which the, is pretty great. The not so great train robbery. <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah. Which is which this is a great chapter as well. Yeah, this is great. So you're you're, you're tracking down the wild bunch, you know, which, yeah. which is great. <laughs> like you're going after Cassidy and Sundance. Yeah. Um, so they, they, uh, they blew your head up there. They blew the tracks, uh, to, to derail this train. Like you knew they, they would want this train. It's, it's too spicy of a meatball. Mm-hmm. You climb up this wreckage uh, to the intact part that's on the tracks and you do this, uh, this train segment, mm-hmm. um, which is, which is really clever. Like if you're going, you're kind of doing these, uh, breakthrough, like when you bust open a door, you also get bullet time. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you, uh, you break through door after door, just doing these really, really fun shooting gallery sections yeah <laughs> like they're, um, they're, they're nice and self-contained like the order in which you kill people is actually really important because if you shoot somebody in the foreground like as they're falling they're going to block the shots against other people like this like this is more complicated than it looks yeah, yeah. yep yep um <laughs> really really great yeah um and just and just kind of varied you're going in and around the train yeah um in in it is it is fun and good yeah um, um the kid says like hey you remember the grand posse um, the Grand Posse was this group sent to hunt the Wild Bunch, yeah. uh, created from the Pinkertons. And he's like, you had help back up from the Pinkerton, didn't you? And the Pinkertons get their own little title card <laughs> until Silas undercuts and he goes, hell no, this the Pinkertons didn't show up. You know, I didn't help the Pinkertons. Yeah, I, help I, I wouldn't work with that limey bastard. <laughs> yeah, they, I did it myself. <laughs> yeah. And, and again, uh, Ben slash Bob is like, you you killed all them men yourself? Well, you, you bet I did. Um, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like he's like, oh, you you could do it. He's like, I sure did. Yeah. You know, like I I will do it and I will do it again. <laughs> yep. You know, it it is a threat. Yeah. Um. I love this last this last bit though because you know you're you're going up against a Gatling gun. You're still on this train. Um. And like money is raining down around you as you yeah. are just just completely gutting down an entire crew of people that are making their last stand. Yeah. yeah. Very cool. Um. After, after you blow the last part off the cliff, uh, you end up with this duel against George Flatnose Curry, um, who's the fastest gun in the gang, right behind Sundance. Mm-hmm. Um, so it is a, a trickier duel. Yeah. Um, but Cassidy and Sundance decide to leave the Wild Bunch 
that they had headed to South America. Yes. So you, you take out one of the lieutenants, but you don't take out the main enchiladas. And this moves us into the next section, uh, the 130 to hell. Yeah, this is my favorite level. Yeah. I like this, I like cool. this quite a bit. Yeah. yeah, I like this as well. Yeah. Uh, so what's happening, like a little while later, the Wild Bunch reformed under Kid Curry. Um, mm. You know, and Silas tracked them down. What they're doing is they have, you know, set up camp on a mountain, uh, getting and they're getting ready to blow a, a Union Pacific train trestle. Mm. Yep. <laughs> and uh, you you decide to disarm the bombs. Yeah. Um, you get to see this like this thing that shows where all the dynamite is. And you're making your way through this uh, series of scaffolds, mm-hmm. uh, essentially. Um, after you defuse a dynamite, then the the path forward shows up. Yes. Um, so you have to be kind of careful. Um, and the, the, this is where you start getting really vulnerable while climbing. Yeah. Um, which they've said that before. Like you can't dodge bullets while climbing. Mm-hmm. Um, and you have to actually start paying attention to it here. Yeah, yeah. So the the reason I like this level so much, A, it's dramatic and cool fighting on a train trestle. But also, um, you know, just shots can come from any angle um, in a way that is not like the fish in a barrel sections. Like you just have to know which way to face. Right. Like, yeah. you know, clear, like clear out, clear out the, the, the area ahead of you as you go. It's just, it's well, very the, engaging. It's a different kind of geometry. The difference between this and the fish in a barrel sections is just enemy density. Yeah. Um, you know, you're not surrounded by all sides at all times. Um, enemies can come from any side, but they still come in one or two at a time as opposed to, you know, 10 at a time. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, the ending of this is really good too. Like eventually you get to, you know, you, and this is where they start introducing those armored shotgunners, which you mentioned. Mm-hmm. Um, you get to the, uh, after you're kind of slowly and methodically clearing this out, you get to this final bit of dynamite, but it ends up uh, being lit Somebody and you have to lit. chase down the fuse. Somebody lit it. Yeah. And so like, you're, you're not always going to be right behind it. Sometimes you have to, you know, take the long way around to get to it and hope, hope against hope that you're going to get there and, you know, snuff it out. And um, they do a couple of clever things with this too, where they have uh, weapon caches and they have um, <laughs> nuggets of truth on the way, like to try to slow you down. Yep. Like there are meta, meta textual, you know, gameplay things there to try to slow you down and make you concentrate on that instead of getting to the end. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but you eventually get there and put this out, um, and you have to go face down Kid Curry. Uh, he has holed up on a rail-mounted Gatling gun, kind of in the mouth of this tunnel. Uh, yes. This is the Gatling gun boss fight that works for me. Um, yeah, I, I think it's 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 OK. Like, I don't think it's I don't love this boss fight. Mm-hmm. Like, it, it, it works better than the other one, I think. Yeah. You know, but it ends up being um, there's a thing where, like, if somebody's behind a Gatling gun, um, I would shoot them. And I know I was shooting at exposed flesh, but I think they're just kind of invincible. Yeah. Doing that. So it ends up just being a dynamite fight. Yeah. Like, did that comport with you? Like, were you able to do anything other than dynamite this guy? I know I didn't try to do anything besides dynamite because like I, I kept like lining up kind of sniper shots while he was reloading. And I like I knew that I was hitting you know, skin. I wasn't hitting the little armor section in front of the, the thing, but it just didn't count. I think they're just kind of flagged as invincible to anything but dynamite. Yeah. And that bummed me out a little bit. Yeah. Well, it's also like you're not trying to take him out. You're trying to bring the tunnel down around him. But it doesn't tell you that, though. No. Like, that's what happens in the story. So it's like, but it, it just says you're tr- you're just trying to fight him. Yeah, it could have been, it been communicated dynamite. better. No. Yeah. If it had been like, you know, I had to I had to collapse that tunnel. Yeah. And then it'd be like, okay, use dynamite. Yeah. Well, and, and like the, even later, they like they they change the name of the uh, on the uh, the health bar at the top around. Like when you're trying to take out that cabin, it's, it literally says like so and so's cabin as opposed to yeah, so and so. Yeah. yeah. And here, yeah, here it doesn't do that. So it's still like I don't think this is a bad fight or yeah. anything, but it wasn't. Uh, I, I didn't love it. Yeah. Like I liked it. Of of the non dual fights, this is the one that worked best for me. That's probably true yeah. for me too. But it just says more about the non duels. Mm-hmm. You know anything but it's still cool and eventually so after you throw enough dynamite at this guy it collapses the tunnel mm-hmm. um and then you do a duel yes. with him 
Yeah. And as he lays down injured, you know, he says, hey, Bob Bryant, um, you know, he went with Butch and Sundance, South America. You're never going to see them again. You know, he tries to shoot yep. you, you know, but Silas, he dodges and then fires back. Yeah. Yep. And this uh, takes us into episode eight, Jesse James. We find out Ringo has been riding with Jesse James. So Silas went after those guys. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Again, just taking out every single notable person. Uh, so we get to Death Rides a Steel Stallion. On uh, the previous chapter, we had a, you know, stopped train. Well, here we are on a moving one. Yeah, yeah. Um, and this is, uh, you know, it starts out the, uh, you know, you, you start on the shooting gallery immediately. And then someone says, well, how the hell do they stop the train? Yeah. Someone in the bar, probably the skeptic. And it rewinds. It shows. It says James stopped the train just by. He used to stop trains just by staring them down, <laughs> which is pretty pretty badass. Like just stand on the tracks and wait for him to to stop. And yeah. it, you know, it was him staring him down. They just didn't want to murder him. Right. And this has one of my favorite uh, narrative conceits in this game, though, <laughs> which is where you have to go take a piss break. Yep. Because uh, you have LSB. And what happens in the gameplay while this is happening is everyone kind of talks and, and conjectures on whether you're telling the truth. But while you're playing, you just keep going through the same train car over and over. <laughs> Like the story just kind of repeats. It's so cool. Yeah. Like that's a really, really clever idea. Yeah. So the bathroom break happens in real time. <laughs> yeah. But it's not like it cuts to a cutscene. Yeah. It just, you just keep playing. I kept, I kept thinking it'd be really cool if like when you, the first thing I thought this was going to do is when you open up the, um, the train car, you'd open up into the bathroom of the saloon, Uh huh. you know, and then piss and then you'd open, then there would be a door and you'd open that and go back into the train. I thought that'd be cool, but this uh -huh. is also really cool. Yeah. The story just literally like spins its wheels. <laughs> Yep, and it's a way for you to again hear hear people call call all of this into question, right? Yeah, you know, and, and Dwight, you know, Dwight wants to believe you. He's a kid. Mm -hmm. uh, the skeptic skeptic guy definitely doesn't. Everyone else is kind of, you know, Bob is is being notably kind of cagey about it. Yeah. So. Yep. So Silas gets back, and the the train car stops repeating. Yeah, I guess that, you know, for all of Silas's accomplishments, being able to like drink that much beer and not piss until now is pretty good. Mm, yeah. You know, like I would definitely have gone to the bathroom like several times. Yeah. No, th that that steel stallion has a steel bladder. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> yeah. So, so, so as you're making your way again, it's kind of a little bit weak sauce to do two train levels in a row like this, yeah. even though it does feel different. You know, like it feels like we are running low on Western cliches. Yeah. Here a little bit. And, and luckily that's that happens at the appropriate time. Like we are near the end of the game. Yes. So, yeah. Uh, you know, running on the top of a moving train will be cool in a video game. Um, the way that this comes to a head, like when you get to the, the to the head car and uh, like Jesse James tries to tries to, you know, blow the connection. So, you know, to have that car go, you know, leave you behind. Uh, that's mm -hmm. pretty cool, too. Like the slow motion dodging of the debris as well from the explosion is, is yeah. pretty good. It's just that like, oh, like, yeah, I like I like these breach and these breach and shoot sections. We're just doing a lot of them in a row. Yeah, it's fun, but it's just, yeah, it's uh, show me something new. Um, eventually, you get to this showdown with Jesse James. Um, you you don't kill him. You hit him in the arm, you know, and it's like, oh, no, I didn't kill him. Like, he was killed by the coward Robert Ford, as we yeah. all saw in the movie. Yes. Um, the So in, in the future, you'll you'll know about this. <laughs> yes. In, in, in the future, you will see this uh, pretty okay uh, Western. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, a decent modern Western. Yeah. Real slow, but, like, has some things appealing about it. Yeah. Um, this moves on to the next section of this chapter uh, without forgiveness. <laughs> I love that. I just, I just yeah. got it. I just finally got that it's unforgiven yeah, yeah. as opposed yeah. to. <laughs> yeah. Um... Yeah. Um, so Silas has tracked down Frank James, um, the Frank Stallone to Jesse James, um, uh, hoping to find Jim, you know, with you know, with them, you know, Jim, the, the one of the remaining members of Bob's gang. They're they're in the Ozarks. Mm hmm. 
Yeah. And uh, this uh, this chapter is not my favorite thing either. They're going for something new, but I don't know how well they execute this. Yeah. Uh, begins with just this kind of hallway uh, with with uh, charging Indians, you know, kind of Native Americans coming at you. Um, you know, and he, you don't even know what they are. They're like Cheyennes or something. There's all kinds of renegades that are running around back then. Yeah. Like, well, okay. Um, the cool thing that's happening in the, the main, the, the surface story is that Silas is getting drunk. Yeah. Um, and he's getting, starting to get retrospective. Like he's losing details. He's rambling more. He's really thinking about Grey Wolf's curse. Yeah. On him. And this, and, go ahead. Well, and as he's thinking about this, like the, the people you're fighting switch back and forth between bandits and natives because, he's misremembering because he's drunk and because he's thinking about that curse. So yeah. it's influencing the play in kind of an interesting way. Yeah. He's, he's conflating them. And eventually like the, the narration starts, you know, just turning into Silas drunkenly singing this song about death in, in like a, the full song. <laughs> yeah. Like it, it's several minutes of, of play of you going through and doing this thing of singing this like old Western standard song about death. Yeah. Um, which is pretty cool. Like th this part works for me, just the ending of it, the, the sniper section, I mm. think, you know, again, video game ass video game thing, like running from cover to cover. Yeah. So, so after you get the, after you kind of shake off, you know, your drunkenness, uh, things reset and you're at the bottom of a hill where Frank has a scoped rifle. Um, as you kind of close in, you can't take him out. You just have to run from cover to cover for a long time. Yeah. Yeah. It's multiple um, different, uh, kind of arenas that he is, yeah. that he is like dragging you along. <clears throat> yes. Until eventually you get to a, again, a minor variation on something we almost just recently did, like mm -hmm. just now did, where you're throwing dynamite at his cabin at the end of this, trying to destroy his cabin so it falls. Yes. You know, as, uh, as he sends, you know, his, uh, his, his chargers at you. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And you, you can't poke out from behind a barrel. He'll shoot you. The chargers show up. So you have to, you save your concentration for that and mm -hmm. then just huck dynamite. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So um, Frank survives because he has to because he's down in Arkansas, given given tours of the of the homestead for 25 cents a piece. Yep. Um, but yeah, like you know, he climbs up and basically says, like, I renounce it. Fuck it. This is too much trouble. I I, I don't want to be an outlaw anymore. Uh, Jim's over there. God, just leave me alone. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yep. Yeah. So uh, then you then it's about time to have your, your showdown with Jim, Jim Reed, which we switch back to the wild bunch. So you have you talk about you kind of go back to uh, to chapter seven. He's like, well, wait a minute, I had one more shot at the wild bunch. Yeah, uh, because yeah. they came uh, to Wyoming back from from New York, back from South America. Yes. Yeah. Um, so this gets us into the good, the bad, and the dead. Our our final chapter where all of this introspection kind of comes to a vaguely supernatural head. Yeah, and this is actually pretty good, I think. Yeah, this is good. Um, yeah, I like this a lot. Um, yeah. You know, and Silas starts talking about it. He's like, you know, the worst thing Bob did other than killing my brother is make me a killer worse than anyone I ever gunned down. Right. You know, th this is uh, – this. you know, he's realizing like this – again, kind of a rote theme, but this quest mm -hmm. for vengeance has robbed him of his, of his humanity. Yes. You yeah. know, and, and, and he, is, he is bemoaning that as he is also, you know, again, getting retrospective within the story. Yes. You know, and and he's commenting like, you know, you're you're back at this town that is being reclaimed by the woods. And he says, like, oh, this town town was falling apart just like me. You know, yep. the, the the wild bunch had come here to dig up some treasure from, uh, for, you know, from one of their dead compatriots who they buried with it. Um, and eventually everything kind of leads into into this cabin for a very, very difficult section. Like, the, like yeah. all of the combat in this was was pretty hard, I thought. Yeah, I think so, too. Yeah. Um, you know, you're all these. uh these gunmen kind of show up there. They have dynamite as well. And you're kind of fighting them. And eventually you black out. 
Um, when you wake up, you are moving through this town. It is kind of like a ghost town. It's covered with fog. And instead of fighting uh, just unnamed mooks, you're fighting uh, copies of the people who you've killed uh, or have been around you your life. Yeah, ghosts so of the like, past. Ghosts of the past. So like Billy, the, you'll fight multiple Billys the kid. Yes. Um, you know, multiple Wyatt Earps and, and mm-hmm. such who show up. Yeah. Um, as you kind of just kind of push forward, kind of speaking about this, this you know, this philosophy, talking about what vengeance has done to you and kind of just the sad reminiscences of an old man. Yeah. Like the, the skeptic in the bar is just like, we got to, you know, we got to stop. Getting, we, why do we buy this liar all these beers? Like this is bullshit. You know, we all we've all got played, mm-hmm. you know, and other people are kind of more sympathetic because he's he's a kind of a pathetic figure. Yeah, he's, he's laying out this this horrible tale. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So. You eventually, you know, all of this comes to a head. You get to the cemetery, um, you know, surrounded by ghosts of these people that you've killed before, all the duels and all of the all of the boss fights. And they're coming from pretty much every every angle. Some gravestones fall to give you a little bit of cover. This is still difficult, but in terms of like a fish in a barrel section, this isn't that terrible because they tend to come from one from one quadrant at a time. Yeah, it's one or two at a time. It's not yeah. everything. You're not surrounded. Yeah. You know, so much like everything does pretty good damage at this point. So you can't take very many hits. But if you're quick, you take them out. It ends with kind of a superficial boss fight with the uh, the Sundance kid walking out. And his boss fight AI is to walk towards you and shoot. <laughs> um, so he, and he's just like a bullet sponge. Like that part's pretty shitty. Yeah. But what's kind of cool is like Butch Cassidy shows up and they start arguing there. And you end up having a Mexican standoff. Yeah. Where it's, it's using the dual mechanics and kind of doing them in a different way. Yeah. So So sure. what happens is. Um, you know, because, because you're trying to split your focus between two people, um, and you know, they're going to be looking at you and then at each other trying to keep their eye on it. You only accrue focus when you are looking at the person who is looking at you. So, so what you have is in addition to, you know, your left and right that will, uh, you know, uh, uh, position your hand over your gun to increase your speed. You also hit left and right to, you know, look back and forth between Butch and Sundance. Right. With the, with the idea that they're going to be looking at you if they're going to shoot you. Yeah. So you need to be looking at the person who's looking at you because that's – if it's going to happen, that's when it's going to happen. Mm-hmm. I apologize if Mexican standoff is an outmoded term. That's what they call this here. I've heard people I, take I exception to it in the past. but I don't know what the other what the other term would be. Yeah. Like, there probably is a better term for it, but I don't know it. Yeah. So yeah. apologies. Want, want to bring that up. um but yeah this is this is great like this took me a couple of tries but you know what you end up having to do is like okay well i have to outdraw one of them shoot and then immediately switch focus and then fire again like this this is a really good final exam for the dual mechanics because a dodge a dodge for me ended up being pretty much essential right yeah yep very cool like a cool little bit and you're like hey butch cassidy and the sundance kid died right there in that cemetery it was not six months ago right i came here all that stuff about them being killed by the Bolivian army? Nope. Yeah. No, nope, it, it was me. Um, <laughs> you get there at the, the, you know, the the bar patron there, you know, says like, oh, you, you know, that, that can't be the true. You're not even Silas Greaves, um, the uh, the bartender there. Mm-hmm. And, and and you say, you know, no, I am. Isn't that right, Bob? <laughs> yeah. Uh, to, to the bartender. And, you know, you, you, you fingered him and you have like a long, long ago, you've kind of been toying with him. And he even mm-hmm. says like, why'd you do that? Yeah. Like, you, like well, I just had to be sure you could, you could have just laid your card on the table, but like, depending on which ending you choose, because there is a choice here, like, you know, you have been either trying to bait him out or trying to like size him up. Character. Yeah. Yeah. You know, says how his character. And he says like, Hey, you know, I'm a different person. Like I've just been a bartender this whole time. Like I was drinking back then I was young and foolish. You know, I'm not that man anymore. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, and all the other bartenders like this is you're no longer in the old West, really. Like this is 1910. <laughs> yeah. Everyone else is really tense. Yeah, because, um, you know, a, a gun is on the table. Yes. You know, you, you put it and you can you can say there's this whole part earlier where they uh, the, the way this is revealed is actually very baller. We missed a, a detail earlier where um, Bob, when he executed you and your brothers, he gave you one of the coins mm-hmm. that you want and says, don't say I didn't give you nothing. Yeah. You know, and puts it between your teeth. And here you go to pay for the drink. Oh, you, yeah, you yeah. Slide the slide the coin. And you're like, Don't say <laughs> I didn't give you nothing. Um, and that's if, if you choose the redemption ending. Otherwise, you give him a gun. Yeah. Defend himself if you choose the revenge ending. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you get to, you get to, to choose. Um, redemption is the one that makes the most sense for me as well. Yeah, uh, that's why I chose my canonical. I mean, I did both. Yeah, but that, that's the one that I chose in my canonical thing. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and it says uh, you made me a murderer, uh, but then you walked in the same path, but the opposite direction. Yeah. You know, you got better and I got worse right. as a result of your your action. Yeah. And so, so, you know, like you 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 give the antique coin, you know, from from the hanging back to Bob and you're on your way. You know, who yeah. knows? Who knows what comes next? But, you know, like this is well, nothing like yeah. I imagine you walk off to the and you die immediately because <laughs> yeah. you no longer have a purpose. Like I mentioned, <laughs> like, you know, Silas isn't long for this world. He's like 90. Yeah. yeah. You know, so th- this is it for him. Yeah. Um, and and in one of like the most hilarious like twists. <laughs> So this is so funny so yeah, I mean, it's good but it's very funny like well, well i mean i say it's good because it's funny like i don't know that yeah, it, like this is actually like, so dorky, a good quality like, kind of thing but like it is literally that meme like and and, and that and that kid grew up to be albert hitler yeah <laughs> exactly yeah so so dwight the young kid who's been watching you and read about all your penny dreadful adventures uh we do a little bit of the dishonored you know emily looking at corvo mm-hmm. kind of thing because that dwight He's Dwight Eisenhower. And this is the uh, day like, before he goes off to West Point. Well, I'm heading off to West Point, sir. <laughs> and now, inspired by your tale of compassion, I will be a good president. <laughs> in in 32 years, I am definitely going to orchestrate one of the biggest military operations in American history. <laughs> Yeehaw! <laughs> I'm coming for uh, you, Desert Fox. <laughs> if, 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 uh, if you do the uh, so that that's, you know, and that's the ending. That's the the big twist that happens after the big twist of the bartender uh, <laughs> right. thing. If you do the revenge ending, it's actually pretty cool. Um, yeah. So you know, again, you say, I won't have it said that you, you're not left with nothing. You send him a gun and you do the dual mechanic, but it has none of the UI feedback. Right. You're no longer in a game, right. right? Like you're not telling the story. Those things are all functions of the story you're telling. This is you in real life. So you have to do the dual just based on, you know, your knowledge of doing it up to that point. I think it's actually a really cool final exam yeah. for that. Um, and if you kill him, nobody's down with it. No, out. Like, <laughs> like everyone like runs sh- out of the bar. Like it is not the kind of thing that happens. They're, they're like, they're, 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 they're shocked though. The, the waitress is like, well, I guess I'll call the police now. Yeah. <laughs> He's, and, and you just say, you know, you better, you know, like yeah. damn right. You know, like you, you've pretty much given up. Like you, you expect that yeah. to happen. And this is, gives us a character I like to call Dark Eisenhower. <laughs> Dark Eisenhower. He is, yeah. he is, he is 100% down with the military industrial complex. Yes. <laughs> Yeah. It's like when Dwight from the office dressed up as a Sith. It's like that Dwight, you know, and he's, he's just real shook up by it. And this creates a bad president Eisenhower, <laughs> apparently. Yeah. Um, in a, you know, so I don't know which one the game developers thought was the real Eisenhower. <laughs> you know, if he was, he was the inspired Eisenhower or dark Eisenhower. Yeah, it's Schrodinger's Eisenhower by measuring yeah. the outcome. You, you, you change it. Yeah. Any, any Eisenhower, all Eisenhowers contain multiple Eisenhowers. Yes. I, I don't know, but it is very funny. And then he can be kind of shook by it. And the, the revenge, I didn't, I did the redemption ending because it seemed like that's where I was heading. Mm-hmm. I, the revenge ending I like as well. Yeah. Kind of thematically as a, you know, 
because uh, I, I am as far as kind of pulp uh, fiction goes, I am very susceptible to revenge tales. Mm-hmm. Like I, I, I am on board for that. Yeah, yeah. I, I, like, I like seeing somebody wronged and then seeing them just, ex- you know, exact like justicey, shitty, mean, evil justice on yeah. people who wronged them. Like that works for me. Very much. Well, yeah, I mean, like, I, I like it's it's a huge dash of like you 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 see that in like any kind of exploitation media, you know. Yes. Like I'm just like I I am down, I am down for that in a big way as well. Yeah. Um, and it's great that both of these endings like they 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 all make a certain sense, you know, because yeah. you know like it, like it is a common theme, you know. Are you going to choose revenge or justice? Are you going to you know to, to try and try and live beyond you know this uh you know kind of fake life that you made for yourself? Um. And yeah, like like I like either of them can fit. The uh, the way that the the vengeance works that you know because what he says he's lamenting the what he's turned into mm-hmm. right, um, but he is what he turned into. Yeah, <laughs> like that that being a a way that could end where it's like, you know, I am uh, I am this now. Mm-hmm. This is who I am. This is the only thing that makes sense for me. Yeah, you know, like I I see that as a an ending that follows. Yeah, for sure. So. Yeah, both endings are good. And it's surprisingly, like, again, it's pretty rote. Mm-hmm. You know, that justice versus revenge thing is pretty rote. But I wasn't expecting it to show up in a Call of Juarez game. Like, <laughs> kind of this this well done. You know, yeah. the, the fact that this has any uh, thematic resonance at all mm-hmm. is pretty surprising. Remarkable. Yeah. 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 Um, so we're at the end. You know, there doesn't really make sense to talk about the arcade or the dual mode. We, we, we hit those at the before probably time for final summations like we don't on a couple of the dumb story parts in this this is a fun game i'm really happy that we did this it's been on our list for a while it's been on my radar uh for 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 quite a bit um this is a perfect game for the wolf 2.0 format i love westerns i love stuff that kind of exalts and revels in kind of the power and joy of storytelling like this hits a bunch of quadrants for me um and it goes down like super smooth it's regrettable that people just can't get it now yeah yeah you know, and we, we, we talk about it being a WAF 2.0 game. Like, we've been recording for a while. Like, this is yeah. still, you know, a long, regular episode. Like, mm-hmm. this is the kind of thing that I would like to think that we could do kind of any any old time, too. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm really glad I got because I, I played it, and I, I bounced off that shitty fish-in-a-barrel dynamite boss fight the yeah. first time I played it. Um, when this came out, it started getting a little bit of buzz. Like, the, the middle-brow YouTube um, uh, kind of cri- critics mm-hmm. who I like started talking about it. Yeah. And I was like, oh, that sounds really interesting. I played it. I got to that boss fight. I got frustrated and stopped. I'm really glad I had a chance to or an opportunity to kind of push through because yeah. I think that this is, you know, we, we talked about this in the Titanfall 2 episode. Like, give me these eight-hour, like, good shooters. Mm-hmm. You know, like, this is this is the kind of thing. Like, this is a, a snack. You know, give me, the, give me that treat. And, uh, yeah, it's definitely a treat. It doesn't, you know, is it the most, like, thematically, uh, you know, sound or thematically rich? you know uh first person shooter or video game hell no no you know is, is it perfect in those respects hell no <laughs> yeah did did, just, did did it try to be eh, probably not yeah exactly like the the curve is just really good yeah you know like judging on that curve like it is extremely good mm-hmm. so yeah um yeah well well recommended i hope it comes back into gen pop yeah and people can play it so agreed because uh, i think it is well worth your time and if you, if you like westerns at all yeah you know it is also like very much when i said earlier that like it is a it is a western and is about uh westerns mm-hmm. like it is i feel like this is like the er western game yeah like you know like i i haven't played red dead i understand a lot about it um mm-hmm. and i'm not against it like i'd like to play that game yeah um the uh 
but that's going to always be a gigantic sprawling rock star. Yeah. Thing. yeah. Like this is, this is a real encapsulated, like, I feel like this can stand as like the Western video game. Well, yeah. Pretty and, much. I mean, because it takes from everything and just blends it all together. Yeah. You know, you know, that, it, it is, it is the, the summary, mm-hmm. you know, it is the, the montage yeah. of, of, of that genre and that genre tons of problems. But <laughs> if you like that genre, like this yeah. is great for that. Yeah. If you have a weak spot for it, God, I want to go watch the good, the good, the bad and the ugly. Yeah. Yeah. This, this, uh, this, uh, I didn't know cause it's been a while since I played this, but this did give me, I was like, oh man, Westerns. And then I just didn't. <laughs> so it's just like, I did other stuff instead. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> the, uh, you know, life's busy. It's fine. As you, as you, as you do. But I, I did have a little bit of that man, you know, that, that feeling of like, man, you know, mm-hmm. this is, this is, this is a genre that like, you know, with a bunch of caveats I do like. Mm-hmm. So, um, it, it's, it's hard to recommend that it's definitely not fashionable to be able to be like way into it, but I'm fine with that. So, yeah. Yeah. And there's a lot of things that I think that are kind of like there are uh gray area, yeah. uh, you know, entries that, that I think are, are less problematic. Like, you know, New Vegas functions largely as a Western mm-hmm. and I don't feel like New Vegas is particularly like everything is problematic. I don't think it's particularly problematic, though. It yeah. doesn't have those signifiers like you're not shooting Native Americans constantly. Right. You know, um, even though they try to do that with fucking honest hearts. Yep. So, yeah. But we, we, there are, we don't uh, we don't talk about honest hearts. Yeah, <laughs> honest hearts might as well not exist. <laughs> like west of loathing, you know. Like there's yeah. there's things you could do that just avoid. Yeah, those kind of trappings uh, smartly. Um, yeah, I, I I like this game quite a bit. I'm really glad I played it. I don't know that it's going to be like something that's going to end up, you know, on my replay queue. Yeah, you know where I'm gonna. But it, it just it was it was a pleasure going down and a pleasure to talk about. Yep, and uh, well recommended if uh if it if you can ever play it. Agreed. So. Um, what are we doing next time, Cole? Well, Gary, next time we are doing Doom 2016, which won our poll, uh, the poll that we ran for our patrons uh, that was themed after remakes and reboots. Indeed. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, you know, the, some of the other games on that had a lot of support, but just know that we'll probably get to them eventually. Mm-hmm. Uh, losing a poll doesn't mean nothing. Yeah. Um, um, and also, we like we like designing those polls to be difficult. So it was fun to yeah. watch all of y'all agonize over this. Yes, a real Sophie's choice. <laughs> well, the, I uh, mean, the, the Sophie's choice is a very particular choice. Which one of my kids will grow up to be Magneto, <laughs> and which one will will not grow up at all? Good God! <laughs> um, the prequel, yeah. um, <laughs> Sophie Origins. <laughs> the uh, <laughs> the um, after that, we're doing uh, Bayonetta. Yes. Yes. Um, um, yeah. Yep. So the, the, yeah, the, 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 this whole month is like, we, we, we didn't realize we were doing this, but like distinct style month and then arcades. Yeah. <laughs> yeah which have a style of their own. Yeah. Um, after that, we're doing a, our, our topics episode for this year, which is kind of an, our, our arcade book report. We're going to each uh, take a, a double fistful of quarters, head down to our local, uh, watering hole <laughs> slash arcades. And, uh, I, I, I like how you are actively avoiding doing the Pac-Man fever. Yeah. The, the, <laughs> the um, and see if we can we can fight off Pac-Man Salmonella uh, by each choosing three games to play through. Talk about. We'll probably do a little research on our mm-hmm. end. Talk a little bit about the history of such. Yeah. And uh, just because arcades are such a big part of games, and we don't cover them very much in the show, uh, and should. Yeah, I want to get in a little bit more coverage. We we did one arcade episode a long time ago. is a good fun episode, but it's a long time ago, and yeah, yeah, didn't go particularly deep on any individual game. No, not uh, not particularly. So I'm looking forward to that. I've been meaning to go and check out a couple of my local arcades uh, to uh, <laughs> to see what's available 
Um, but uh, Gary and I will coordinate on that. If you have things to say about either uh, Call of War's Gunslinger, Doom, Bayonetta, or kind of just like general arcade stories, um, the deadline for that is May the 15th. Indeed. Or um, April. And- what, what, what month is this? It, yeah, is, it would be yeah, it would be May. It would be May fifteenth. The first time. Okay. The, um, yeah. Uh, after that, uh, in June, um, as as we mentioned last episode, we're going to announce that theme. Now it is a Patreon dictated uh, theme, mm-hmm. um, and it is going to be co op month. Yeah. So it, it, this is uh, this is suggested by Patreon backer Peter, who uh, wanted the th- wanted to theme the uh, the, the the month uh, after Better Together. Yes. Um, yeah, so we are doing uh, co-op games. Yeah. Uh, we've got uh, three of those bad boys uh, on the docket. Um, the first one, and we actually we don't really determine an order, but we can we can do that right now. I don't feel, yeah. feel like if we... Uh, I, mean, I, feel, I feel like we left the spiciest meatball for last. Um, yeah. I, I think we're doing these in ascending order so we can get ahead. Yeah. Yep. So that, that, that makes sense. So the first one uh, we'll be doing is a new game. Mm-hmm. Um, it is a way out. The yeah. Follow up from uh, uh, from the developers of Brothers. Yeah, uh, a completely co op narrative game that has like a lot of uh, a lot of different uh, kind of modes of play, and it tells a story about um, a jailbreak and then kind of life after that. It looks very cool, yeah. um, and uh, because it is so new and so co op based, we really wanted to jump in on that. Yeah, doing something that was, you know was co-op only was interesting to us, and it is. Uh, it's also a game that's getting wildly mixed reviews, mm-hmm. uh, mixed in a, in a literal sense. Like the, some people really like it, some people really don't. Mm-hmm. So that usually means there's something interesting there. So uh, yeah, looking forward to talking about that. Mm-hmm. After that, we're doing the game Magica, um, the an old co-op game. Yes. Um, from like I think 2010, 2011, something, something like yeah. that. Yeah. Older game, um, which is something I had familiar with familiarity with that Cole did not. Uh, but something I've always thought is like not a perfect game, but is actually pretty interesting. Mm-hmm. And if uh, for people who don't know, that is a game that uh, it takes eight keys of your keyboard and assigns them different uh, kind of spell shapes and modifiers and elements and then allows you to put those together in kind of a bewildering number of combinations Yeah. Um, to yeah. Uh, to be very, very expressive uh, in your play. And there are hidden combinations that do things and stuff. It's actually it's very, very neat. Yeah. So uh, on top of like kind of an action RPG. Yeah, so I'm like way down for that. This is a. It's very strange to do this at roughly the same time we did Knox last year. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, um, it's it's definitely a little bit you know more more contemporary than Knox, but mm-hmm. it does have a. They're not entirely different. Yeah, so. yeah, that was a that was a 2011 game, and it was published by Paradox, so that's probably why a lot of people saw it. Yeah, yeah, and you probably own it. Yes, it was in many many a humbling bundle. Yes. Um, and then the last one, uh, I'm, I'm pretty excited about this. We are uh, breaking into the Earth Defense Force series with EDF 4.1, the uh, the most recent of the EDFs. Yeah, yeah. I've played uh, one of the EDFs before. Looking forward to playing this new uh, EDF. Those are kind of co-op uh, arcade-style shooters mm-hmm. um, that involve killing giant bugs. Yeah. Um, so. <laughs> yeah. So I, no, no part of that sounds fun or sounds bad. Uh, no, whoops, that was not a Freudian thing. No, no, it's not, it sounds uh, sounds bad. And that was the one that uh, that Peter uh, suggested specifically. Yes. Um, so looking forward to playing that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So uh, this is a this is a cool idea for a theme month. I'm looking forward to all these games. Mm-hmm. Um, so how can somebody, Gary? How can somebody do like Peter did uh, and either suggest a theme month or do any other number of uh, things like that? Be unto Peter. Yes. Um, the, the best way to do that is to support us on Patreon. The only way to do that 
yes. is to support us on Patreon. If you go to patreon.com slash duckfeedtv, um, you can check out kind of the tiers that we have on offer. Um, the Peter, one of the, the higher-end ones allow you to dictate months and pick individual games and guest on episodes. Mm-hmm. Um, those are uh, tend to fill up, but there is a slot that's opening up. Uh, pretty soon, I happen to know. Um, so get on that if that's something you you've always wanted us to do a game. Um, there is some negotiation on that. Mm-hmm. It should be noted. So it's not like you can say like, "Hey, I want Final Fantasy month where you do you know <laughs> seven, eight, nine. Yeah, yep. that's right. You do seven again. Yeah. Um, and so, well, yeah, that's, that's that's too many hours, my friend. Right. Um, right. So so there's some back and forth, but we are we do work with the people to make sure they're happy. Mm-hmm. Uh, as well. Um, so uh, that is how you do that. And if you don't have uh, quite that much money to throw at the project, um, there are a lot of smaller tiers that give you cool stuff as well. Yes. Um, so kind of whatever, you know, anything that you can spare is very appreciated. And we like to think that you get commensurate value with with anything that you're able to, to put in. Yes. Um, additionally, we um, have had uh, some very some very nice reviews on Apple Podcasts here recently. We want to keep mm-hmm. that going. So if you uh, want to take the time, if you don't have uh, the ability to back us on Patreon, uh, going to Apple Podcasts and uh, reviewing us there helps raise the profile of the show. Uh, yeah. And also, it's you know it's it's good it's good for our egos. Yes, yeah, and and it you know raises the profile. You can also tell. Um tell people about the show like on blogs and and message boards things like that twitter mm-hmm. we see that when you do that it's really appreciated and it does help yep um yeah and i think that's probably probably about it I think so um yeah so thank you very much uh for hanging out uh, for this episode and we will see you guys in a week Bye. um until next time what should they watch out for uh they should watch out for i'm trying to think of like a folksy that they, they should they should watch out for rootin tootin rooting yeah, and tooting, yeah, respectively. Both, both, both rooting and tooting. And in concert. Rooting and, rooting and or tooting. Look out.
Happy, then I have made one perfect sound. 